Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to a spooky edition of the Co-Optional Podcast. Yes, very, very spooky, spooky. very terrifying. We have, I, no one fucking told me it was spooky. We have one pumpkin on the overlay. One, there's a pumpkin? There's <gasps> there is! One oh. pumpkin. It's terrifying. Adorable. Utterly terrifying. Sam and I drove by a parking lot that had a big sign that said pumpkin patch on it. And then there were just pumpkins all over the parking lot. And I was like, oh, this is so sad. This is what city city kid pumpkin patches are like. <laughs> I felt really bad for them. And I wanted to whisk them away to the countryside. Be like, here, frolic in pumpkins. Are you? <laughs> or not. All right. The fuck are the rest of you doing? You're just sitting I'm, there. I'm, I'm staring at Jesse, I'm, who's staring at everyone. I'm just I'm the soulless <laughs> eyes of a mask staring at you all. You Here's ruined thing, our though. sound check with your fucking mask, is what you did. Listening to Dodger's, listening to Dodger's story. Mm -hmm. I loved it. The mask is slightly too small for your face, so you could, I think you could oh, be no. ID'd immediately. No, no one could. I'm Rami Malek, guys. It's me, famed award-winning actor. And star of Until Dawn. So hey everyone. Mm -hmm. Glad mm -hmm. to be on the show. Yep. Has he ever been in a normal thing? Gods uh, of Egypt? Wasn't he? Uh, I don't does that count as a normal thing? He was the prince in, he so. was the prince of Egypt in a night museum. I think he was I don't remember who he was in that movie, but he was in that movie. And that do you remember? Do you remember the fake controversy when? Uh, oh, thank God! Finally, we could when, hear when what he was, he was in that. He was in that movie, and everyone was like, "Why'd they cast a white guy to play?" And he was like, "I'm, the, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I'm not white." He's like, "I'm not at all white." They're like, oh, I'm outraged. That's because uh, people are fucking stupid when it comes to the internet and have nothing better to complain about with their time. Yes. Oh so my I'm God! Gonna, I remember that. I remember that being so satisfying. <laughs> oh dear. This, We're getting uh, close to Christmas, guys! Great, yeah. You know, I'll take that. I'll take that over the I can't fucking hear you for shit mask. That's fine. That. I mean, it's not even unexpected at this point, really. <laughs> it's, about, it's about average. Done. The Corruption Podcast this week is sponsored by Crunchyroll.com slash Total Biscuit. Head on over there for your free trial of Unlimited Anime. Including stuff that is old but good that is now on the service, like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, which is so amazing, and you should all absolutely watch it. Yeah, that's if you only watch one anime because the rest of them are awful, watch that one because it is untrue. If you oh, hold on, if you watched Full Metal Alchemist the first one and said, "Well, that was a completely unsatisfying ending," then go watch, watch this one. Go, go yeah. watch this. Watch Arakawa's intended story because it makes way more sense. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does kind of. You know, the original it's, did sort of go off the rails. Creepy. It is. It is a little. Yes, it is. A bit. It's like it's like fucking the child-friendly version of Full Metal. Ooh, we have a we have a, a division here, a fissure, yeah. as it were. A if you're a fucking if you're a fucking big hard boy, if you're a hardcore motherfucker, right? You go watch the original. Yeah, but then if you're a hardcore motherfucker, I guess if you're hardcore, you would accept the end of the original one is kind of jank. You'd be like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, if you're actually hardcore, you'd watch it and be and be able to admit to yourself, like, wow, that ending seems like maybe the manga wasn't finished yet and they had to come yeah. up with an ending. 
And then we, they had to come up with two movies or one movie. Look, one this, movie, I this think. This is what I actually was like. This is like back in the day when I was like, I'm dating a girl's in anime, so I got to learn this shit real quick. <laughs> so this is my wheelhouse then. This, yeah, this is one of the few things I know about. And I, I know a lot about Cowboy Bebop, you know? We could That's just all agree on the fact that Cowboy Bebop is now on the service and well worthy it's of a rewatch It's the greatest anime everybody. of all time. I don't care what anyone says. It's the only one worth watching. All others are gross. Uh, you're probably to some degree right. I wouldn't disagree with you on that one. It is it a very is, good anime. It is a phenomenon. It's what got me into the, hey, boy, would I like to do voice acting thing one day. That was it. I think that's for a lot of people. That, was, that was like the shit back in 2000, 1999, 2000 was when that, God, when that came out. Fuck me. That was, that was like a life-changing experience watching that show. Real, real truth. Thousand percent <laughs> truth. Fact. It is good because it's might as well not be an anime. That's why it's great. Because they also have uh, Dragon Ball Super on there, and Sam's been going ham on Dragon Ball Super. I'm all caught up. That's why you gave me this scouter to wear for this uh, shill section. Yes. Because I want to Dragon Ball Super. But I don't need it because I can read power levels with my mind. What Here's does the, the strip and say Jesse's, about Jesse's, Jesse's power, power level? Is only about. He's like the Krillin of our group here. It's about hey, you know what? Everyone 2,920 loves Everyone loves a Krillin. How dare you? Everyone I, loves a Krillin. I didn't say it was a bad thing. Everyone loves a Krillin. Find there, me there has Android. to be a Krillin. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. <laughs> Find me my Android. Um, I want to point out, for the record, somewhere out there, my friend Mike from high school, who had every single cassette tape of Dragon Ball Z like, where they made the picture? Where they made the picture? I have those yes. still. He has that. He has every single one to this day. Still collects tapes, not this other shit. Tapes. No, because the, the VHS tapes, you had to have so many more of them that it made like a huge. Uh, yeah, he's like those DVDs are shit, bro. They don't even do anything. I'm like, they play. He's like, no, no, no. It's not what it's about. <laughs> what? It's not about like, watching watch it. That. He's like, you can watch that stuff anywhere. It's about owning the cassettes to make the image. Make the picture. Yeah. It's like right. the old Nintendo powers, man. The, all the old Nintendo powers. When you put them all together, the, the, the bindings of them made a picture. I will say that Dragon Ball Super is the current arc. Really fucking good. Really yeah. good. I'm Sam messaged me when he was like halfway through this arc. And he was like, I'm feeling really emotional right now. <laughs> Overly emotional about Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> it's, very, it's very up and down. Fair up and down. I didn't even get like Kr Krillin, really? I didn't even get like Krillin is the strongest human in the Dragon Ball universe. That doesn't help. You ungrateful. Doesn't help me. Doesn't help me. I didn't give, you didn't give me like like Goten or fucking like Piccolo. Look, Krillin realized he's a shitty fighter and then he just married a woman and had a kid and became a police officer. And that what is you. That's boring your... story. Yeah. No, it's amazing close. because every now and then they show you a scene of Krillin just being like this super OP police officer, and it's funny. he's a police officer that can fly. <laughs> he just like he just he's like crushes people's cars stops. if they yeah. don't stop. It's amazing. It's great. That's also, you. if you don't want to watch a thing that has to do with fighting. Uh, you can watch Yuri on Ice, which is adorable, and it's about uh, male ice skaters 
Or if you want something about fighting, but fighting in a very different way, you could watch Keijo that's about women fighting with their boobs. Yo, here's the thing. Uh, it sounds great. But uh -huh. I was just waiting for that to be the end of the sentence, and then no. it's like moving on. Great, it but, sounds great. Right, excellent. No, 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 no pun intended okay. there, because they actually fight with their butts too. I need, I, I need to know. I need to know what's the plot of the butt slash boob bashing of Keijo. So it's it's set in a world where uh one one of the like totally accepted normal sports that women can play uh, yes. is called Keijo. And it's where you're out in the middle of like a pool with a small bit of land. And then uh, you have, I think three women on that small bit please, of land. Please, we all know how it plays and they bash their butts together. And, and then they bash their butts <laughs> together and then they fall yeah. off. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. dead or alive, extreme story. beach volleyball, the oh, anime. It's about, okay, it's about girls who are going to um, an academy to be trained to be professional Keijo players. Oh, of course. So they're um, all like learning what their, what their like techniques should be and what they're good at and stuff. So like the most recent episode is about the girl who's like really fast trying to have the fastest butt because there's another girl Jesus. in the class who has a really fast butt and she's like, I have to beat her. Question. Quality. Yes. What does fast butt mean to you? Um, it's literally the anim can I just say the animation in Keijo is amazing. Like they make it look like really good and it's very weird. But um basically uh fast butt means that like your butt slams out like a punch over and over and over again. The fuck. Yeah. Somebody's gotta have a gift. Hold on, I'm gonna find that, a gift. I'm gonna find a Keijo gift. How does that work? Keijo gift, but <laughs> That is that is some muscles that I, those are some high tech glutes, some futuristic glutes, some punching glutes. A lot of squats involved in that, apparently. Yeah. I'm waiting for this gif. I'm, waiting uh, I'm it's gonna take me a sec. So if we need uh, to move on, that's fine. This will be I'm, my. I'm entirely okay with yeah. moving on at this point. Grudgerall.com/slash/shuttlebiscuits. <laughs> Head on over there for anime and sometimes um, plot. Yes. In quotation marks. Plot. Oh, God. All right. Welcome to Cross Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Uh, Strippin', welcome back to the show. Yay, Hi. my love. Hello. You are literally the grossest. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yay. It's going to be two weeks of shows where we're all in the same office, I believe. Next week, I'm going to be over there. That'll be interesting. Be Those shows always go well. Can't wait. Regardless, you can, use my, you can use my office. Uh, yeah, I might do that just to make sure I'm, you know, not in the same room as them. And, oh. I, and I can sleep in bed. <laughs> what? What? And then I can that, not do fucking anything. Which <laughs> yeah. sort of implies that you weren't going to do that anyway. You know. I don't like yeah. to compete with the Corruption Podcast. I normally start later in the day. It's it strategic. Makes sense. Yep. Move. Just very strategic. Very strategic. Well, I mean, we only have half the viewers today because we were on a day early. And, of course, Daylight Savings Time fucked up half the world again. So that's always fun. You're welcome. Yes. Love I'm not sure America. whose fault that is, but Love regardless, America. someone is to blame. It's America. America is to blame. Yes. It's generally the way it goes. I've changed my mind. You're Mr. Hercule. You're Mr. Satan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're Mr. Satan. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. My hair isn't even that good. Does it matter? Yeah, it does. That's 90% of the character. No, the 90% of the character is 
I'm the greatest person in the world. That's the 90% of the character. But here's the thing is- it's Then he just babysits Boo forever. Yeah. yeah. That's, not a life. That's not a life worth living. Well, wow. Well, and you suddenly, and you just get to be Vegeta. No one gets to question this. No I didn't say who I was. I didn't pick uh, that. Good. All right, then. You just uh, picked that for me. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that, Jesse. No. Um, no, you, you have to scout no, no. Kristen to is Boo. That's why you are babysitting <laughs> Kristen, who is Boo. What? In the, in the room with you. Kristen, Sanders called you Boo. He called you Boo. He said out of all the characters in the Dragon Ball Z universe, you are the, the pinkest and the fattest of them all. Feel free to go hit him. Feel free. You have permission. You have permission to go get him. That just sounds like sad acceptance. To be fair, that's rude. That's rude. You didn't even say like skinny boo. You just said boo. Yeah. So you're the one who assumed fat boo. Yeah. You assumed. Make it sound worse. I, I, she, I implied skinny boo, but you changed it again with your assumptions. Assume makes an all sound. You and me. There was no implications. It was it was fat boo or no boo. I think if you were if you were Mr. <laughs> Satan, fat then... boo is best boo though. Fat boo is the best boo. Let's be yeah. clear. I think if you were Mr. Satan, then Crendel would be fat boo, and then Toast would be Boo's wife, Booby. <laughs> the hell is, is any of this about? This is canon. This is, is this canon. what all your conversations at home are like? I just want to know. Yeah. You're Mr. This Satan. This is all Crendel, we do all day. Crendel's boo because he's just like thick as pig shit. And then toast his booby. <laughs> what is going on right now? I just want to find out that thick as pig shit does not mean what Americans think Damn, it means. Damn, that's thick as pig shit. He's, yes, Crendor is thick like oatmeal, obviously. <laughs> thick as pig Oh, is that their analogy? That That thick is one. Oatmeal? None of this is the thing we say. Uh, None of no. Those. None of those. Are, are, are you a, a, a convict? In which case, well, maybe you don't say that, but I don't know. Yes. Yes, Th thick does not mean the same thing at all in the UK as it does in the oh, US. Thick. thick is like T H I C C. Thick. Oh, thick. oh, that's all right. I get it now. Cool. Yes, you understand. Yeah. Hmm. So do be do be careful when using that word in the US. My People may still take be it thick. differently. Really? You think Crendor's <laughs> no, no, thick? No, Crendor. Thick. There's a reason that dude only wears sweatpants, and it's because yeah. that butt does not fit in anything else. That butt don't quit. Yeah. That butt absolutely. does not quit. Yeah. How fast we could all is it, agree though? about our good friend Grindor. Which makes more sense for him to be boo. It's perfect. Jesus God, Crafted why? by a god that ass. Th those Crindor's are images ass. that I didn't want today. I, I want to be friends with it. <laughs> Welcome to the Corruptional we Podcast. Play? We do occasionally talk about video games. Please. Please. Um, can Jesse and I talk about the new Rusty Lake game? Sure. By all means. Can't you be worse it, right? than this. Yes. Where do you even start? Where do you even start with it? Well, I think, I think something that's important to say is that this is basically just a longer, more fucked up Rusty Lake game. Right? Like, it, it held up for sure. I think. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who have no clue, Rusty Lake is a series of point-and-click games where um, you go to this place called Rusty Lake, and every game takes place in and around the area. The last game we played was Rusty Lake Hotel, which takes place in a weird hotel where everyone's an animal, and you mm -hmm. end up 
killing and feeding that animal to the other animals? Yeah, at the beginning of the game, you're told that you're in charge of dinner for each night. And you look at the list of different dinners that you have to put together and you're like, this is weird. All of these different meats correlate with the different animals who are our guests and ah, and <laughs> you have to go each night, you have to go into their rooms and solve a series of puzzles in order to creatively kill them and then feed them to everyone else. Yeah, and this one <laughs> is Rusty Lake Roots, which takes place on a, it's a, it's a small house nearby the hotel on the lake. Mm -hmm. And you still have weird moments where the crow man from the hotel shows up mm -hmm. or attributes to other Rusty Lake games. But this story is essentially um, about a family and their, I guess, ancestors is that the right yeah. word his yeah. quest for immortality i think he's trying to mess with alchemy and so you play as all these different family members and the main goal it, it, it the whole point of the game is that 10 must die so one can be reborn so you have to go through these 10 family members lives in order to uh well uh, you know just rebirth something and it's a very bizarre and weird game, just like- Super bizarre. And it's like there are a lot of moments where you think, oh, that's like a weird offhanded thing. And then it'll come up later. And you're like, oh, this was actually really cleverly put together. Yeah, um, the, the way this one works on like the previous ones is that because there's so many different paths, you can select where you go. So mm -hmm. you can choose to go down one brother or sister's path or go down another. And you get little bits of the story from each one. And then at the very, very end, it all comes together. And it yeah. is super, super weird. <laughs> super weird. And I, th I don't know why I thought this, but when I, when I looked at the screenshots before I bought this game, I thought to myself, this doesn't look like it's going to be as weird as Rusty Lake Hotel. Nope, totally weird. Very weird. I would say more bizarre than Rusty Lake Hotel was. I think, I think the reason why it was more bizarre is because everything that happened in Rusty Lake Hotel is kind of canon to this game. Because there's yeah. one scene where you look through a telescope and you see all the visitors in the hotel and they're all animal people. So you're like- Yeah, it's oh, all happening at the what? same time. It's like, what is going on? What is, what is the point of this? Were those real animal people? Because they all look like animal people and we fed them to, or- what is like what is the world what is this world it's yeah. so weird it's one of those things where when you beat the game this game the other game the, the other games it doesn't matter all of them give you just enough to be like see you next game but not enough to be like what the fuck just happened yeah it's it's weird and something that i think both you and i have just been like well wait till the next one i guess <laughs> Give me, give me that next game. I like that their original games are like really short flash games. And now they're starting to make like longer and more intricate games. Like this is what, like maybe double the amount of time than Rusty Lake Hotel was, right? Like right, it took yeah. way longer to beat. Uh, and I'm, I'm into it because for, for them to try and tell like a pretty long story while at the same time constantly giving you just like fucking weird shit to do to try and move the story along is, it's cool. It's very unique. I like it a lot. I do too. And so I am excited to see what the next one is, but it is definitely a game that if you just stumbled across it, you'd be like, what is happening? None of this makes sense, which makes me wonder 
about those older games and going mm. back and seeing how all that plays a role into this because I haven't played those. Mm. There's so much missing from this world, but I'm just like, what does any of this mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely one of those games where I would say if you're in for a weird, wild time, if you and your friends want to be like, what the fuck is happening? And you want puzzles that will make your head hurt. Uh, this would be the game for you. Mm. Yeah, there was... I would say, as a person who's not very good at puzzle games, there was only one puzzle where I was like, what the fuck is going on with this puzzle? Like, there was only one that really, really, really stumped me. The rest of them were kind of, eventually I, I got there and I figured out what to do. But there was one that, to this day, does not make sense to me. <laughs> and I just, like, happened to stumble onto what the answer was, you know? That's usually most of my puzzle solving. <laughs> it's like, I don't get it. And then I figure it out. <gasps> Sam found the gifts. I found the speed bug gif. Yeah. Go on. Yo, oh, is that, speed, is that speed boobs? Nope, that is. The second one. The second one that he liked is speed butt. That's them competing to have the fastest butt. <laughs> They're literally oh, punching each other with butts. All right, I just, this is going in chat. I don't know how this is possible. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Are you complaining that anime doesn't make sense? I'm complaining that, 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 that it's not possible that side butts would appear like that. Unless they're so fast, it's like the Matrix, and that they are actually moving. I the think this does not work, incidentally. This is... I don't know how you managed to screw it up, but... I what? think if, if you just, like, select and then... It works for everyone but you, man. It's probably for the best, considering. Look, I just found... This one's called BTB. Just I think... Copy it. Boob to boob. The last gif. Sure. And they're, like... They look at their faces. It's, it's, it's all out war. That it's is war. astonishingly mm. stupid. Wow. I love it. I love it. Boob to boob. Butt to mm -hmm. butt. She she's so quick. Her boob turned into a butt. Like she reversed her boob into butt. Now that's anime. Kijo is gonna save anime. I'm telling you. That's anime. I don't think it needs saving. <laughs> I just love anime that knows exactly what it is. Like it knows that it's ridiculous, so it takes itself really seriously, and it just sells it so much better. <laughs> like this is a very serious sport. I'm like okay, cool. What else? What else is going on in the world of video games? I mean, Titanfall Two is a big deal right now. Oh yeah, I've heard that that's uh, that the single player is good, but everything else is basically the last game. Um, there's an element of truth to that. Uh, strip of you. I uh, had a chance to play it, Jesse. You played it. Anyone other than me played it here? I. I mean, I. Haven't I've been sitting here <clears throat> trying to play the single player game, but when I went to go play it, and there are other people who said the same thing, uh, when I went to go play it this weekend, legitimately, Origin was like, "Sorry, not working." Yeah, basically, yeah. You, you got your timing wrong. Their servers imploded. I think it was on Saturday. Yeah, EA got DDoSed, so that probably had something so to do with chance. it. I have it, and I'm really excited to play the single player campaign because I hear it's amazing and. I uh, didn't get a chance. Yeah. It has so many great, like, cheesy movie references in it. 
All I want is for it to be basically Transformers. I just want I just want to have a guy who's like it's the right of all sentient beings. Then you get inside his body and fucking destroy stuff. That's what I want. That's all it's, I want. It's like bosses that make like Top Gear references and shit. It's like fucking great. It's great. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've, I've played, I think, the first hour of the single player. Uh, I mean, I'm not enthralled by it yet, i got to say. Uh, I think that I've just got to get a little bit further into it. But it starts off incredibly predictably. Like, you can see within the first five minutes how the first hour is going to play out. And a lot of it is... But is it fun? Like, is it I mean, fun to play? Uh, Ish? It... It's not. I mean, it's not Battlefield One bad. I'll, you know, it's 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 a lot better than that. But so far, there's not been a, a scene that's like really impressed or interested me in any way. Uh, the you know minor spoilers. I'll try and avoid the most of them. But the way that it paces out is, you start as not a pilot. You start off in a sim. You end up on the ground as a grunt through stuff contrivance. You end up being a pilot. Sure. You spend, like, the first 20 or so minutes finding bits for your broken Titan because it doesn't <gasps> Is fucking... Is it like that one movie with Wolverine the little... I was gonna say what? Wolverine! Yep. yep. Is it? Fuck, yep. I want that so badly! TV, <laughs> your hate, your, like, lack of uh, approval has made me love this even more. Even more. I... Just at least within the first hour, anyway. There's nothing remotely surprising. Real steel. Real steel. Yeah. It's That's fucking it. real steel. I, I don't. I don't think I it's. I uh, it doesn't seem like that to start with. Maybe it gets that way later on. I'm told the campaign really does pick up, but yeah, the first hour was run that... in one direction, don't fall down the chasm. Incidentally, it's quite easy to fall down the chasm if you aren't paying attention or whatever. Also, it. I think it's like. You know, quite a lot of games have areas which instantly kill you, but maybe don't immediately indicate that they do. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, I can totally go down there, except I can't. This game's, like, the worst for that. It's got so many areas. It's like, yeah, I, c I could totally get down there without a problem. Oh, no, that's instant death. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so a lot of, like, the first hour or so is, like, is platforming, basically, through through the wall running system, which is, you know, I guess it's supposed to emphasize the fact that wall running is really important in the multiplayer which is true but you don't fall to your death in the multiplayer most of the time if you fail a wall run you just slow mm. down so mm. i'm not a hundred percent convinced by that i've never really liked first person platforming to begin with and out like combat wise it's not required at least when the first time i play it, i decided to play it on hard thinking okay if i play it on the harder difficulty it will probably uh -huh. emphasize that wall running and make it like really important to the combat it absolutely doesn't you know, it, it plays very much like, uh, at least in terms of the gunplay, Call of Duty-esque game. Mm. You have two guns, because of course you fucking do, you're not allowed more than that these days. <laughs> you know, you, you pick up different guns all the time. Like, there's, there's not really much of a feeling of progress, at least yet, because within like the first ten minutes, they throw nine different weapons at you. So it's like, have any of these? Like, okay, well, I guess I picked the auto shotty and the sniper, because that's, you know, usually a good combo. That'll deal with anything, right? Shot my way through a bunch of stuff. You eventually get a little bit in your Titan. Then through contrivance, you have to get out of your Titan. Do a little bit more on foot. You know, that that's going to be the rhythm they're going for. But I don't think I'm far enough in yet to really... Uh, to get into it. Like, there's... I assume they're trying to build a relationship between you and the Titan. Mm -hmm. And that... 
that hasn't really that hasn't sort of fostered yet. Not working. You know? Well, not yet. No, you you get this. You get like two choices every time you. Uh, what, what's the? Well, sorry, I, I've completely lost my train of thought. You get two choices every now and again when you have a little bit of dialogue, and one's mm. like the funnier choice, and one's like the straight choice. It's like okay, but it doesn't seem to really change much. Uh, I assume in terms of your relationship to the Titan or whatever. Unless later on you get a sarcastic Titan, and he's Maybe. like, "I learned it from you," which would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've heard it ramps up. Uh, I hope. Uh, yeah, every, everyone seems then... to say like the campaign's great. Like so far, it's not. Uh, I assume it it must get going a little bit later, because up to this point, it's been very, very, very standard. Sort of, you go in one direction. The only time you'll ever explore is if you're looking for the silly little collectibles, which I can't be fucked with for whatever reason. Every situation thus far has been approached in exactly the same way, just depending on what weapons I happen to have at the time. You know, it was very much the same complaint I had of uh, Duke Nukem Forever where you could only approach a situation in one way because you could only carry two weapons. So it's like, well, okay, I've got this, so I guess I'm going to, you know, shoot this. The The hard mode is a bit annoying because there are sniper-like enemies that will instantly kill you, and the melee sort of animals that you encounter in the first 30 minutes kill you really fucking fast, and the enemies do take a little bit more hits than you would imagine. I don't know, it's just, it's not inspired me yet. It's fine, it's, it's not fucking Doom. It's nowhere fucking near Doom. But it's fine, I suppose. Have you tried the multiplayer? Yeah. Yeah, I played a few hours of that. Uh, what Dodger said is pretty accurate in terms of if you were a casual player for Titanfall, which I certainly was, mm. you're not going to notice a lot of radical changes. The what do we know has changed? Uh, there's a bunch of smaller stuff that was changed that is obvious definitely to players who played a lot of it, but not so much to those who maybe, you know, put like 30 hours into Titanfall and then sort of left it alone, which I right. did. You know, I played about 30 hours. I'm like, yeah, okay, I've had my fill. I enjoyed my time with it. I'm pretty much done. They switched around a little bit in terms of the Titans. Uh, Titans are sort of, there's six of them now, and they kind of have a hero-like loadout. Sort of like an Overwatch-like loadout in the sense that they have like multiple abilities that are sort of themed to the Titan. And of course, each of them has a, a different Titan Ultimate Core, which is a little bit more specific than last time. Uh, last time, the core was just mainly a generic boost. You got it to 100% and you got like a boost of fire rate or a boost of damage or whatever. This time, right. it's a little bit... Uh, a little bit closer to uh, what the Titans theme to. Like, for instance, if you play Legion, who's a big uh, tanky Titan with a minigun, his core makes his minigun uh, have semi-auto target. Uh, there's one called Scorch, which is all about thermite and flames and explosives. You know, you could set your shit on fire. Uh, there's, I think it's Ion that does the giant laser out of his chest, mm -hmm. which is pretty fucking cool to use. And then Ronin. Uh, Ronan has a sword, yes. Fucking giant samurai robot. Yeah, sort of agile <laughs> sword sword robot. So there's a little bit more diversity there, but there's less customization in terms of what you can do to them uh, with their abilities. So it's a bit of a trade-off. You know, you've got sort of less generic titans, more specific titans with a bit more personality, but there's mm. less you can change about them outside of the visual. The, the gameplay is very, very similar. The smart pistol is gone with the exception of it being a boost now. <clears throat> so that's like an ultimate ability instead of having the smart pistol as a weapon. 
a lot of the smart pistol was very divisive in the last game yeah some people liked it because it let you even the playing field with others and focus uh, on your ability to move rather than your ability to aim and some people like the smart pistol as the antithesis of everything about competitive gaming you shouldn't have a weapon that automatically locks onto an enemy and instantly kills them and they really can't do much about it it's now a boost so you don't if you want it you've got to get some energy to charge it and you get like a few shots with it and that's it i like i kind of liked it though i i didn't because have much it of a problem with it the... caters to people that enjoy fps's but maybe aren't as good i kind and, of agree with that them play on an even playing field because if you're like really good at shooting you don't want to use it anyway yeah but not, you do yeah, it takes, lo it takes longer to lock on and kill somebody than any other weapon in the game would. Yeah. The main problem with it is that you can lock on from someone from behind and they don't know it's happening, and then they yeah. just get popped. Which... Yeah, people used to just sprint behind other people until it was like fully locked. Yeah, it, it took three locks to kill a pilot, and it was a like, beep, beep, beep. I mostly used it for playing attrition and killing the, the PvE bots, because you could mm -hmm. one-shot a grunt with it. So you could actually be top of the scoreboard if you just like even avoided the players and just farmed the the npcs which was actually like part of the game mode so that wasn't too bad um it, again it's gonna it's very it's a very divisive weapon uh what i will say is that as a result of that you do see a little bit maybe a little bit more variety in the weapons people use although the auto shotty seems really prevalent right now you know uh, you aim down sights is almost meaningless it's it's a lot of like w running on walls and stuff so a lot of your combat's going to happen fairly close. The map design, also, they filtered it down to, like, a more of a three-lane map design instead of, like, five, which is what Titanfall 1 had. That means there's a lot more close-quarter combat and, like, everyone's kind of forced together. <clears throat> that means there's also quite a few Titan, Titan clusterfucks when there's, like, three or four Titans on each side just trying to fucking murder each other, which some people are going to find fun and some people are not. They simplified the rodeo mechanics a bit, so... You jump onto a Titan, you automatically rip a thing off and then jump off them, and then you could jump on again and throw a grenade down the hatch instead of having to use your gun or your weapon this time right. to to blow away the hatch. Um, a lot of these changes are very, very... They're, they're minor, mm. at least for those who play, who play quite casually. Like, I immediately felt familiar when playing the game. Like, I felt like I instantly got back into it. But then I simultaneously rapidly think, hang on a minute, I played this a year ago. Right. And that, it's a weird situation for Titanfall because the original, on PC anyway, its player base died off really quickly. This is an opportunity for them to reboot their player base and give it another bash. Admittedly, it comes out at a really bad time to do that because it's sandwiched between Battlefield 1 and Call of yep. Duty which could be a problem. However, it has the best business model of the three. They've announced they're doing no map pack DLC. Everything's, all of the updates are free. There's no season pass. There's no microtransactions. So what happened with the previous game where they split the community really badly with the map pack releases isn't going to happen this time. So that may help them, but the game is doing okay right now on PC. When I went on, it said it had 16,000 concurrent players, and that may also be regional as well. Some people are saying that that number might not be the complete number. We don't know because it's not on Steam. You know, it's on Origin. 16,000 is more than healthy enough. I had no problem finding a game with the exception of when I tried to queue into Variety 8v8. It took a while. 
Bear in mind that it's got the same shit as last time where it doesn't run servers. It only gets you into a game at the start of a match. Mm. Like it's matchmaking, right. which that, that slows things down a little bit. Admittedly, the matches are quite short. So, you know, if you dived in the middle of one, that would probably kind of suck. There's there's not a lot like wrong with it. It runs really well. It controls really well. It plays just as well as the original did in my eyes. But there's nothing that I noticed that is radically different to the last one. So it's like, the last one's kind of dead. Do you want the updated version that has more progression, a little bit more variety, and a more active player base? Or do you want to buy, you know, the original, which doesn't really have a lot of players on it? It's funny you mention that, because that is the exact model of Xenoverse 2. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were telling me a little bit about Xenoverse 2 being very similar. That's the Dragon Ball game, is, by the way. You know. So it's like just they've just taken the first game, improved on all the stuff people complained about, and added some more like content. But it's just literally like Dragon Ball Xenoverse with some extra stuff and balances and good shit. But it's, it's effectively the same game. It looks yeah. like it plays the same. And I've watched you play Oh, yeah, it. It's, it plays exactly the same. Yeah. Like, I'm having a lot of fun. It's good. It's, like, only marketable to people that... I don't know, because it's like, if you bought the first one, you might be... You probably won't buy the second one, because you'll realize that they're the pretty much... Like, like 50% of the, the missions that you can do are just... They took them from the old game and just put... Oh, them no, in they didn't even... <laughs> what? They didn't even change them. So you're just fighting the same dudes to get the same item drops that's scummy like wait what the storyline is like so the storyline for the original game is like you have there's this person and they're like fucking with time and they're trying to change history so you go back and you play through like the whole dragon ball like like all the different arcs and you like correct history and defeat all the people right. that's supposed to be defeated and then they were like fuck how do we do a sequel um the villain survived and they're doing it again and you have to do it again. Oh my god. So you god. just go through time again and you just do every fight again and you fix it again. And then all the parallel missions are the same as they were from the first game too. And the parallel missions are like court missions that you do with friends. But like there's just more content. Like there's more outfits, there's more Dragon Ball Z moves, everyone's got a transformation. It's just like stuff like that. So it's like who who are you selling it to? Because the people that played the first one don't wanna they don't wanna buy the second one, right? Unless they're like hardcore. DBZ fans have been used to, to suffering through a lot of shit for years. And Dude, so they I am... Yeah, the Budokai games are all basically the same. I haven't put this game down for four days. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm just... I'm all well, over I think you just shit. answered your own question. Who are they trying to sell it to? You, evidently, and people like you. Right. Which I guess there's 19,000 of us, because that's the Steam concurrent. Yeah, that, which is a pretty strong number right now. But like, it's the same thing about Titanfall. It is the same game, and they've just improved on a concept that didn't do very well, and yeah, now it's doing it, well. Yeah, it's that that does seem to be the, the thing right now. You know, I'm sure an expert Titanfall player will list off a ton of changes, and I'll say that's cool for you. But obviously, for a more for the more casual player base, they're not really going to notice that. Yeah, uh, there is a lot more progression this time around. People did complain that there wasn't enough progression in the first one. It's like, I got all my unlocks way too fast. Uh, that You're not going to have to worry too much about that this time. Uh, you can, there's a lot of shit to unlock. 
you have to get really high level. Like, the smart pistol's like level 48 or some shit, which will take you... I think I'm level 6 right now, after a few hours of multiplayer, so this could take a while. They do yeah. have a, a merit system, which lets you skip the level requirement and grab something early. I like that. That's good. I was able to get the Legion Titan immediately, because I had a bunch of merits, and I just like, okay, I'm just buying the Legion Titan instead of waiting for level like 50 fucking 7 to get it. Uh, the yeah. burn card system's gone. I don't know why they got rid of that. They sort of replaced it with a you choose your boost from the start and then you charge a bit of energy to get it sort of thing. Um, I actually kind of like the burn card system, although it did it did result in some weird fucking situations where people started on the first minute of the game with a Titan or some shit, which is like, what the fuck? That was a little bit ridiculous, I'll admit. Uh, they, they added like a new NPC type to attrition called the Reaper, which is like a mini Titan which is a bit harder to take down. But it, it is a lot more of the same thing. It's just they're taking another whack at the formula. I think like mm. they know it's a good formula, yeah. but they sent it out, and this is EA's fault completely. They sent it out in a really hard environment for it to succeed. You know, mm. where Battlefield 1 is doing really, really well right now, uh, Infinite Warfare does have a lot of negative PR behind it, but it's still COD. Not to mention the fact that even if Infinite Warfare itself doesn't get played a lot, COD 4 Remastered probably will. Mm -hmm. So you're sending it out in an environment with four premium shooters coming out Didn't in the space of three weeks. Didn't they do this the first time? With Time for One, they released it between They released two, it three... like at the same yeah. time as another big AAA. They released it at like the same time as Call of Duty and it killed it. it. Was it was it Call of Duty that it came yeah. out the last time? Mm -hmm. Uh I yeah. maybe. Uh, yeah, I I can't remember, but I mean Titanfall still did fine on consoles. Like bear in mind it was a three sixty and Xbox One exclusive plus PC. Mm -hmm. So it was actually a fairly strong title over there. But of course, it didn't have a single-player campaign, so that that certainly limited its appeal to some degree. It does this time, but I'm not... I mean, again, I'm not engaged in it yet. I, I'm, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because a lot of people are saying it really does get going later on. Mm. It certainly hasn't within the first hour. I don't I don't think it's as even as good, really, as uh, Black Ops 3's campaign, and I don't yeah. really think much of that either. And especially, you know, it comes out in, a, in the same year as Doom, which is obviously going to shit on everybody's single-player campaign from a great height. It's, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's, it's good. Mm. So was the last one. You know? Actually, a lot of the articles that I'm seeing right now are all about what we're talking about. The idea that it's not a terrible game and everyone who seems to play it It's loves a good it. game. It's a very good everyone game, even. Everyone who seems to play it loves it. But literally, it's sandwiched between Battlefield 1 and Infinite Warfare, plus there's a Skyrim Special Edition, Civilization. Oh, God, yeah. Watch Dogs. Everything's coming out around it, and it's just getting crushed by all the other games people want. Have you guys seen the statistics for, like, Civ? No. Is it crazy? Ludicrous. A hundred, over 100,000 peak every day since launch. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that last week. Yeah, like, it, it's will not put the game down. Yeah, and that's, and that's interesting because, you know, Civ 6 does have, like, some issues that need to be sorted out, no doubt. Uh, Titanfall it's 2, like, something like that really sim. doesn't. Um, yeah. You know, it, it seems like a, a good, complete experience out of the box. It, the thing that got me is the fact that <laughs> because it's expensive, it's made a lot of people also just play 5 because they have 5. So, like, <laughs> in, you have it in the top yeah. 10 played games daily, you have Civ 6 and Civ 5. 
It's like blowing my mind. Hmm. It's it's. I think they. I think... Sorry, Jesse. Go ahead. No, I, I think we're on the same page that their release date is really stupid, and I'm not sure why. <sighs> it's it's all EA's fault. I mean, I believe uh, they said that it was locked in months and months ago, and that they couldn't move it. I, I imagine that the developers would have wanted to. It, you know, you can make the argument that it gives an alternative to those who did not want to go down the more historical route with Battlefield and wanted uh, a more futuristic shooter but didn't want COD. I don't think that's a strong argument. I think people will play a Battlefield game regardless of the era it's in. It doesn't really make too much of a difference. I think the narrative that it's like being sent out to die or that like you shouldn't get the game because it might be dead in six months is a very self-fulfilling prophecy, though. Absolutely. I totally because Chances are, you're going to be playing something else in six months anyway. You might be, you know. But here's the thing. Like, if you want to buy into something and think about exactly how long it's going to last you, then think about things like business model. Think about the fact that they don't have a season pass. There's going to be no map pack splitting the community. The maps will all be free. All the updates will be free. There aren't any microtransactions. Think about that. You know, versus something like Battlefield or COD where you are paying $50, $60. COD has microtransactions right out of the box this time, as well as a season pass. Mm-hmm. So in terms of that like value for money, more. you'd think Titanfall 2 is a stronger, stronger proposition. And I'm going to say this. When it comes to Battlefield, and I've been playing a lot more of it, it's starting to wear thin. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the depth is there. I think that a lot of people hours. are feeling that way. That yes. right around now is is the okay. I'm the pol- I'm kind of done with this now. Off. I yeah. actually burnt out in the beta and mm. then didn't buy the game because I was like, it's gonna be the same. I'm burning out at about thirty hours right now. Mm. I'll say in the multiplayer. Um, I mean, I'm something clicked with me that just made me kind of a lot better at the game for whatever reason. I think I just really, I found the gun that suited me. I found the play style that suited me. And I learned the maps enough to start to avoid getting sniped every two seconds, you know, knowing sort of the places where the snipers generally hide and all that kind of thing. Mm. Working a little bit better as a squad, getting a lot more kills, getting top of the scoreboard. I also discovered, by the way, a lot of people don't even know these fucking things exist. The vehicles have variants. There are different variants of them so there's actually a there's three variants of the heavy tank one of them has flamethrowers on it and poison gas another one has the ability to heal and resupply the soldiers around it now almost nobody knows these things exist because the ui for that game is designed by aliens the only place you can (laughs) find this you've right you've got to do the following you can't do any of this from the main menu you have to be in a match. You have to have a tank available to spawn in. So that means, you know, someone hasn't picked it already. Click the tank. Then you click customize. Then you go to weapon package. And you will see that there are two other weapon packages available to unlock for war bonds. Now, the process of going through that and actually finding it is tricky. And as a result, most people either don't know it exists or don't want to spend 250 war bonds on shit because they're too busy buying weapons with it, like for their infantry. Because most of the time, you're not in a tank. You're on foot. So you want shit for your foot soldier. You don't want shit for your tank. But the variants are actually really interesting. Like, I played that line breaker 
like, I think it was called, like, the Trench Breaker Heavy Tank or whatever. It only has four seats instead of six. It's got that poison gas and the heal thing. And I drove it right up into one of our pushers and healed everyone around me. I'm like, come to the healing bus. The wonderful magical healing bus. And, you know, I pushed with the infantry. It was a substantially different play style and all that kind of thing. I unlocked a fucking attack plane that is an anti-tank attack plane. Instead of having a machine gun on the front, it has a fucking cannon on the front of the plane. It's fucking useless. But... It's neat that you can do it. But outside of that, like, I've I've already think I've found all the weapons that I would ever want to use. Like, there's no unlockable add-ons, really, for the weapons. There, there's very little actual weapon variety in that game. And apparently, like, I think two of the best weapons in the game are only available at rank 10, which is a fucking stupid decision. The best SMG in the game by far you get at rank 10, which takes for fucking ever to get. And there's one other weapon as well, I think. Outside of that, though, I'm like, I think I, I've got what I came for out of this game. Yeah, now you can move on. Yeah, like, what else is there? It's like, people are like, oh, play Operations. Operations last for, like, three fucking hours. They're so long. Are you kidding me? A regular Conquest game is 30 minutes. Operations are multiple Conquest games across multiple maps. I don't have three hours to kill. No. Absolutely not. That's it. I think what it needs is it just needs some different game modes, some interesting game modes. Mm-hmm. And it, right now it's like it's the same old thing I played the last four, four games. And I'm, I I've had my fill. I like it, but I've had my fill. I haven't, I haven't touched it in like, I don't even know how many days. I, I haven't on. touched it ever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Strippy was saying you were burned out in the beta on it. Like, why did you feel that? Um, it's I don't I don't wanna make the cliche comment of it's the same, because like every sequel to every game ever is the same. I mean like, it doesn't make any radical changes. Like yeah, it far just less than you'd think with the It theme. just doesn't make any radical changes. And like when you've spent years playing battlefield games. It's just like, oh man, I really enjoyed this new skin of Battlefield. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give something else my attention that isn't familiar to me. I think it's that mentality, which is weird because you I, I find some games uh, that are very repetitive and I can just play forever. Mm-hmm. But Battlefield just isn't one of those games for me, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just like an maybe I just don't have that affinity for FPSs that some people still have. I used to, not anymore. And I've been feeling that way for three years, I think, with Battlefield. Like, Battlefield 4 didn't keep me as long as Battlefield 3 did. Hardline kept me even less. And Mm. now it's like, eh, okay. Did did you radically change the formula? No, you didn't. Even though you had a big opportunity to with World War 1. And that's not just to say it's Battlefield, because it's like Call of Duty does that for me too now. I can't play it for more than a couple of days after release and i'm like all right same shit well, i think I'm the just played four every day for a, a year the letdown with this one though i think tv is right is that they made such a radical change of scenery uh-huh. and they had so much to work with in terms of different types of weapons different types mm. of like just just a whole different world to work from right and they and they sort of took the lazy route still Yes. I think that's where a lot of the disappointment came from is like daydreaming about, oh man, 
Can't wait to be in a biplane. <laughs> Shit. I don't think they even, did they even change their font for like the UI? The like UI looks like Battlefront. Battlefront. It looks they like keep, Star Wars Battlefront. They keep the same font every single game. And I think just small shit like that makes me just feel like, oh God, I can't. I can't. They could have just fucking given it like a World War more, a war, World War-esque font. And I would have been like, shit, this game's a different game. The, yeah, the, 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 it's it's like the UI is actually too clean, weirdly enough. It is too fucking clean. It's like UI designed by Squarespace. Is is kind of what it is. That's not an insult to our wonderful sponsor, Squarespace. No, I'm our just saying that, no. Squarespace. It's just like it feels too professional for a dirty, dirty war. It feels far too clean in that regard. I mean, and, and just like it feels like, oh, you know, the, the gunplay. The gunplay is completely different. It really fucking isn't. I I I say this as someone who uh, I I use now exclusively or only SMGs or semi-automatic medic rifles. There is a slight learning curve to both, but I can kill somebody at a decent range hit firing with the SMG to the point where I never aim down sights anymore and I will win almost any 1v1 engagement unless it's a super long range against a sniper, in which case I wouldn't shoot at them anyway. And with the semi-autos, it's kind of the same. Like they, They're not difficult to control at all. You just need to fire at slightly lower speed than their maximum fire rate to allow the recoil to recover. And that's kind of about it. I'm not carefully placing shots. I'm mostly just spamming shots. And the the burst fire and the pulsing of fire reminds me very much of modern Battlefield games, like Battlefield 4. Yeah. Also, fuck behemoths. Again, fuck behemoths. Why would you... Why would you do that? Why? Oh, my God. It sounded like such a cool idea until you meet one. It's like, yeah, this is great. The enemy team's losing, so what do they get? A fucking death machine to rain misery on us for the next five minutes until it eventually gets destroyed. Yeah. No, don't give them that. Yeah, give them that. They're not even interesting. Like, you can't control yeah, how they move. That's how you turn the game around. You remember in fucking Battlefield, was it 1942? You had actual controllable ships? Like, yeah, but that was like, you know, when graphics were better and the future was happening. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, remember uh, Battlefield 1800s? Uh, it was, I felt like, you know, that was really going to be the turn of a new don't, century. Don't do this. You know? <laughs> don't do this. Battlefields 1800s? Battlefields 1800s. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah, no, man, everyone remembers Battlefields 1800s. You should, but you absolutely should attempt to lose the first half of the forest map. Because if you do, even by like one point, you get the train, and the train then murders everybody, goes backwards and forwards murdering everybody for ages, and makes your life miserable. It's like, yeah, that's great. That's cool. Great. Cool. Awesome. I, I Another thing that blows me up that I can't really do a lot about. Awesome. Really happy about that. That part sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I, I want to see more game modes. G give me completely different game modes. Then I'll pre and then I might come back and play more of it. I think I'm. But like, in terms of these three that are all coming out very close together, Titanfall seems like the one that's the best bang for your buck. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yes, I think that is true. We don't know anything about Call of Duty yet. We know a bit. I mean, there was a beta. I know. I know a bit. I know a bit. 
it, it is the same as it just feels like the same as every other Call of so Duty. So basically, we got three games that are the exact same as the last iteration of those games. Kinda, yeah. Great. Like, I'm really, yes, I'm actually, right. I'm really looking forward to the COD Four re-release, which was like it's that, hilarious. That the, appeals to me more than the new one. Yeah, which is great. You're hilarious because you've already played the shit out of it. You know it's good. I, mean, I well, one, I, I the multiplayer might have been, but like single player, people wank all over the single player for Call of Duty Four, and to me. Oh. No, it, was, that. it was the the single player campaign for that game was the origination of shitty single player campaigns for like 10 fucking years it was yeah. the epitome of you can't open this door without your squad infinite enemies spawn out of a fucking clown car until you pass a certain trigger point in the level it was fucking terrible i've heard and the campaign is good i've heard the new cod campaign is very good oh oh for infinite warfare uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in space, space flight and shit. Yeah, I'm inter I'm interested in seeing that. I'm interested uh, in seeing what it does with that. I've heard the yeah. the multiplayer has taken steps backwards. Like over the last couple of iterations, COD tried to get a bit more interesting and tried to do more radical things, and I heard that this one has dialed that back. So it's just literally a worse Black Ops Three. Mm. So I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Interesting. It's it. <laughs> It's just this, like, we have a skeleton of a game and we churn one out every year and let's just, like, set it in a different time. That's, like, the the, the FPS meta. So, yeah. I feel like Time for Willers, they, they're the one that have made drastically different changes. But they this. haven't. That's the thing. Like, they kind of have, though. Like, the, all the different Titans and stuff, it just feels different to me. It does, I mean, th there's definitely a little bit of a feel of that. I don't think it's... It's not radical enough for me to think, oh, God, this is a completely different game to Titanfall 1. But the thing mm. is, you can make the argument that Titanfall is a relatively new IP. This is only its second game. Whereas yeah, COD right. has had God knows how many battlefields. That's exactly... Had God knows how many. That, you're right. That's exactly what it is. Is that I've spent what, however many years playing the other two. Like, one of the CODs, COD dudes made Titanfall, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, the Respawn Entertainment was a lot of the old school guys behind COD4 and stuff like that. Also, who doesn't love a mech? And that's what that, I want. That's, that's what, true. That's why <laughs> I want those games to be way better than they are. Because the concept, who do, you're right, who doesn't love a mech? The idea of like, I could fight this battle on the ground, but... But why? <laughs> when why? I have but robots. Why? I have a robot to get into. Yeah. Everyone loves that idea. That's I silly. always felt like the mechs in Titanfall were basically just bigger soldiers, not mechs. They didn't yes. feel like mechs. Giant and, versions of yourself. Yeah. I mean, even the guns look like, and some of them anyway, look like enlarged versions of guns you already fucking had on foot, especially in the first one. That's changed a little bit now. But, I mean, I, I say this is an old school mech warrior player. As somebody, you know, and I'm the mech, same. Yeah, you know, we, we played Mech Warrior, and Mech Warrior was. Mech Warrior was closer to like War Thunder or World of Tanks than Titanfall. And you're slowly yeah. just like. There's a, just you took going. a lot of damage. You had to. Ta you targeted body parts. Heat management was an issue. All sorts of things like that. Um, Titans had clearly defined. Uh, mechs had clearly defined different roles, uh, which. Even in Titanfall 2, they do to some degree, but it's not massive. Do you remember just how advanced being in the cockpit was? Absolutely. So immersive. Yeah. You would go first person and just be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. There's meters everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I'm dead. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. But like, I think it's the it's the aesthetic, isn't it? It's trying yeah. to appeal to casual players in a mech game by like making it look like you're in a mech, but you're actually just in a bigger version of yourself. You know what the- I want? What? I want a multiplayer uh, Voltron game. Oh, where you have to have five people work together. I want a five-person. I love that idea. Multiplayer game where you all like have your fucking tigers, your robot tigers, and then you come together to create Voltron. Give it to me. Voltron is a big IP right now. They've they've got the new generation. In order to beat the bosses, in order to beat the bosses, all five players enter a mini game where they have to. (laughs) things at the same time oh my god where we all have to be like in sync in sync in order to like yes in order to fight that's the only way you can do it it's like that episode where they were trying to figure out what's wrong what's the barrier why can't why can't we form voltron that's the mini game shit yes that's an amazing game right there Mm -hmm. we would fail because (laughs) it would be us and krendor and we'd be like all right team get ready for the right hook and then we'd look over and Krendel's just gone. He's, ta- he's at Taco Bell. That's it. The arm doesn't work without all five. And we get killed. Uh, That's it. That's it. Yeah. Here you go, every fan artist in Time the world. Time for the final That's attack, it. team. Yeah. Wait, where's Krendel? I was making some stir fry. Oh, I just walked over to get some coffee. Some coffee. You'll be back in an yeah. hour. Yeah. You guys you know got this, though, right? You know what's weird about FPS at this point, like, especially at the end of this year? We've had, if you take into account, like, the last year and sort of the back end of 2015, we have had a bunch of really good multiplayer FPS that have done things a bit differently. Overwatch is a prime example of that, and you can say as much as you fucking want, eh, TF2, yeah, but TF2 was, like, 10 years before that. And, yes, there are some pretty clear differences between that and fucking Overwatch. And then you look at stuff like Rainbow Six Siege, which, again, did things very differently. Mm. And now we come to the end of this year having seen that stuff and it being very successful, and now we got three of the same game that was like, well, this is all quite similar to the last thing you did. Like, you're not really... You know, they're really trying to make a big difference here. What's going on? It's kind of a cheeky formula because they let other people get like innovative and creative and draw people into the FPS genre. And then they just bring really out the same them. old shit <laughs> and they ride on their like size and grandeur. And then they sell copies and then people play it for like a week, put it down and go back to the unique stuff that is like coming out. But they've made the sales because FPS is huge this year because actual people put in hard work. And like grew the genre. Yeah, it's 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 you gotta give them credit because it's smart. It's smart. Oh, it's savvy. It's savvy. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's just it feels like the sort of the end of the year to me is just like sputtering out in terms of games that are going to keep me interested because they tried something new. Mm. Yeah, even for sure. um, you know, even Dishonored Two, which I'm sure is going to be great, is still you know that's a sequel. Uh, it, real talk, having played some of it, it the minute from moment one being in the game, I was like, this, even though it's updated graphics, looks the exact same, plays the exact same as Dishonored mm-hmm. 1. Going into it, you're not going to be like, I don't know what to do. If you played any single, like, I'm in an FPS, but I also have to be sneaky, you've played this game. Yeah. That, that's the that's feel I, I, I've got of it, and I'll play it. I, I will. It'll probably be great. But... Mm simultaneously like at the, the end of the year has been a sort of implosion in terms of originality to me 
that's not that's not unusual when you think about it. A lot of November's, you know, the kind of October November blitzes the big franchises, not the original I mean, stuff. Aside mm. from the things that are coming up for the rest of this month, what like major releases are left? This what year? are like the Christmas releases? Yeah, what are the things that people? Hold on, I'm looking this up. Dark Souls DLC just came out. Like everything's coming out early this year. It's weird. Yeah. Mm. Um. It's um. I mean, Dishonored is the big single player one. Right. A multiplayer, the only one that's really left is COD for the most part. So what what else is left that's a big deal um, this year? Man. Uh yeah, for the rest of this month, for November. Oh, this is and December too. Okay, so apparently Call of Duty. Uh-huh. Uh Dishonored 2. Yeah. Watch Dogs 2. Oh yeah, Watch Dogs 2, yeah. Uh, sure. Pokemon Sun and Moon will be big. Oh yeah, yeah. Pokemon. I'm um, into that. Another Final Pokemon game. Um, there's no Assassin's Creed this year. That feels weird. Yeah. Uh, well, there's wasn't that, that was one in January, wrong, wasn't that? You're wrong. There's Assassin's Creed. The Ezio collection is coming out. Oh, for so. <laughs> If you can't the release Ezio a new one, remaster oh, the old one. Um, The Last Guardian is coming out. Yeah, that's December sixth. Oh shit. Last yeah. Guardian is coming out. It's all console uh, stuff. Star Wars Battlefront Ultimate Edition. <laughs> good luck. Good luck with that. Yep. Give it another shot. A new, a new Walking Dead. Oh, uh, great. Super Mario Maker 3DS. Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, yeah. That, that's your big holiday, open world, crimey, mm. drivey game. Yeah. We'll see if I mean, that really does anything different from the last one. kind of it, yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, that's pretty much it for big games the rest of the year. I think big games for the end of the year is lit like it's literally just Japanese. It's a lot of console stuff, which I'm yeah. not massive. You got Final Fantasy, in. Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. <gasps> Pokemon Sun and Moon. You got when the last Guardian. Uh, end of this month. End, end of, of this month. <laughs> Next month, technically, but this month. We've got we've got all our RPG goodness coming right at the end of the year. You got no clue. I'm, I'm so, so excited for 15. Mm. Yeah. Did Damn you see the uh, new trailer? Yes, the new Omen trailer. Yeah, so good. I watched so good. Kingsglaive again because Sam hadn't seen it, so we watched it together. And then you were like, "God damn, that's still phenomenal." Yeah, it's still yeah. it's still great. It got me like it. They they succeed. They got me so hyped for the game with the movie. That's what I was saying. And it that is, is like all they ha had to do. They got me real good. It is nothing more than a really cool looking intro cutscene to a video game, but it's the fucking coolest. And you're just like. I'm so hyped to play this game now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, don't I, know, I mean, I guess too. there's maybe a bit of an advantage for it. If you're on PC anyway, if there's nothing else coming out, I believe Tyranny is supposed to be coming out oh, shit. this really? year. Oh. We might have time to actually play that. Big wow. Obsidian RPG about being evil. Yeah. Yeah. Down with that one. Mm. Yeah, that might be a way to go. Yeah, man. I'm trying to see... Everything that's supposed to like ninety percent of this stuff is just rehashes or uh, like re-releases or sequels to games. Like it's crazy. Yeah, and uh, then things like World of Final Fantasy that came out, which shut up, y'all, is super silly and fun. I don't care what anyone says. No, so I've, I've heard that. I've heard that I've from heard everyone. I do need to pick that up. It. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. If Especially you don't care about the story in, anyway, should be mode. Oh my god. Yeah, so you can actually, your characters can switch from being tall, which everyone's like, who are these giants, to little chibi characters, which is, it's so bizarre. Sometimes you have to do it. 
but this this is a game that on the surface looks real stupid and childish and dumb. <laughs> and to some level, it kind of is, but like underneath that is a really great game. It's Ooh. a really fun game about collecting and stacking and ordering. Like it's only on PS4, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be on VR, but I don't think so. I'm not gonna. But uh, it is. It's a Final Fantasy story that you know it doesn't necessarily relate to any other Final Fantasy, but includes all the characters that you know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, it has this weird combat system where you're literally collecting Pokemon, but they're they're Final Fantasy characters and using them in combat. And then if you want to make a super character, you just stack them on top of each other. And then you can fall over, and then the stack becomes little units, and now you still have control over all these other guys, but they're just weaker. Mm-hmm. And it's it's super fun. Like, it's actually got a pretty charming story, and the things you can do in it are... It's... It might be... The, the, like the, my favorite Final Fantasy in years, guys. I'm just gonna... <laughs> it's so for the next two weeks at least yeah for at least two weeks but uh it's really entertaining and um i was i was like oh yeah i'll stream it i'll get online i just started playing it one night and then just kept playing it it was like oh well (laughs) the stream this is what i'm doing now yeah um i would definitely say go look at at what other people are saying before you look at like i saw the video and that looks fucking stupid just go see what other people are saying because there's more to it than meets the eye. That's all I'll say. Because the rest is all spoilers and I don't want to get yelled at. So, indeed. <laughs> right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about other games we've been playing this week and then move on to the news. Our sponsor this week is Quintrol.com slash Total Biscuit. I want to play you like 30 seconds of fucking Cowboy Bebop to remind you how good it was. We'll be back after the break. Do not go anywhere. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Spooky. <laughs> ah, I guess. I'm terrified. I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> you look it. Very. Stripping. We kind of glossed over this in the previous part of the show. You talked a little bit about Xenoverse 2 before we got back to Battlefield 1. Let's dive a little bit deeper in on that one. You spent fucking four days straight playing that. I don't even have a clue what that game is about. Tell me about Xenoverse 2. Xenoverse 2 is... uh, uh, It it has a lot of MMO aspects. It's basically um, a game for Dragon Ball fans to enjoy. Uh, the story mode cycles through like the whole history of Dragon Ball Z and beyond so you get to like take part in like all of the iconic fights and stuff but then um, where it shines is basically you make your own character you choose your appearance you choose your race you choose the moves you want to use and then you become like a fighter that saves the universe and then you cut you do cult missions with your friends they've got like raids you can do like six man uh raids where it's like you and six other you're you're called time patrollers so you're like 
you're like heroes of time. You fly around saving time. Um, and then it's got like ranked PVP and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and it's got like that, the combat system that a lot of Bandai Namco games have, which is like the very like 3D space um, combat, which is, is fun. It's a lot of fun, I think. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. <laughs> what There's nothing awesome. serious about this game at all. It wouldn't work if it was too serious. Though. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It's it's perfectly campy in the same way that the anime is. But you get like you get like the cool moments of the cool characters in the game, and then you get like your goofy self. Um, and how they've done it is is basically like an improved version of the first one. But they've kind of rewarded people that played the first one. If you played the first one, um, your original character is pulled from the first game and becomes an integral part of the storyline. Oh, cool. So they make a ton of references to your character. Also, all the moves and stuff you brought over on your character from the original, you get to use. So you get to, like, bring things over that you maybe couldn't get in the original game. So they've kind of, like, given people a little... We know the first one sucked, but, like, here's a thank you for playing it <laughs> tidbit. But it is... I, I'm really enjoying it. It's just, it's just goofy fun. Let's um, say... Oh, sorry, Dodger, go ahead. I was gonna ask. I mean, I I live with you, so I've seen you play this game quite a bit so far. Mm. And I know that you've. I've actually into... bruised my hand from <laughs> shooting shooting key blasts at people because I squeeze the triggers so hard. So uh, when, I, when I hold a controller, it actually hurts me now. So you've run into a couple of hackers. Have they have they managed to? Yeah, you've you've run into a couple of Super Saiyan gods. Thank you. Um, and they're 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 hard to deal with, right? Would you say that they've made some? Because the first game had a lot of problems with hackers, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. have they? Do you know if they've sorted anything out to keep that from happening to this one? This is um, a flaw of Bandai Namco, and it is that they absolutely will refuse to acknowledge and ever deal with hacking in their games. They just don't do it. They like pretend they do it and they just don't do it. There's hacking in Dark Souls. There's hacking in just, and the first game it was rife. Cause it's like, there's a leaderboard that you can see in the town square and the top player in the world has a statue in the square. So it's like people have an incentive to turn God mode on and yeah. go into like ranked pvp and stuff and the first game it was really fucking bad and uh in this game it hasn't been too bad so far but i'm gonna put that down to the game being new yeah, i've bumped into like four or five people with god mode on and it and one of them was the worst because he because the way the game works is this open mic so you get into oh a god and you no. can press you can press start to mute your mic but you cannot mute the other person <laughs> By choice, they have to mute themselves. That's so I bumped into no. a hacker. So dumb. I bumped into a hacker, and he was just like, "What's the matter, bitch? You can't hurt me, you little pussy." And he was just like beating the crap out of me in God mode. And he was like, "Yeah, you don't like this, do you, little bitch?" Just and he made me feel like like <laughs> shit. That's a question. Yeah. Just to make it worse, he was Did actually you? masturbating at the time. Yeah. <laughs> no. He made me feel like Krillin. Okay. Can two God mode people fight each other? Yes. And if so, this is, so this is fun? the best part is you don't know if anyone's a hacker until you get into the match. So there's like, there's been video instances 
of two hackers coming into a match and they're just both invincible and they kind of <laughs> like fight fucks. but nothing happens and they're like yelling at cities each other and then the time runs out and like nobody wins it's great how big a deal is pvp in that game like could you just avoid it absolutely it's completely optional it's like off to the side there's just like a little ranked thing or you can do like fun 3v3s with your friends um it's cool it is very optional but yeah because there is a statue rewarding the best player in the mm. world it, there's like there's an incentive to cheat which sucks but yeah. it's not the be all end all and um more often than not like doing the 3v3 and the stuff with your friends is a lot more fun so not, if you have no idea whatsoever about dragon ball is this game even playable like is there I fun have... to be had so i'm i've been playing with three people Two of them have never watched Dragon Ball and they love it because it's, I mean, it's like you're a person with superpowers who can fly around and do crazy anime combos and shoot laser beams. It's just. It's why people love the anime because it's yeah. so freaking silly. It is. Yeah, it's great. If, if you're a fan, I mean, Dragon Ball is the biggest anime in the world, so it has a huge fan base. And so this game absolutely just caters to it as much as possible. And they're the people that have bought the game and they're the people that are enjoying the game. This is as simple as that. But there's a lot of people that have seen the game being played by proxy and it looks like fun. And then they're the people that are like getting into it but haven't seen Dragon Ball. But I think for the most part, you, you'd, you'd be hard pressed to find someone that doesn't know anything about Dragon Ball playing this game, honestly. Uh, I'm just thinking as to whether or not to even bother with it. Like, I have a, I have a review copy of it. They sent it to me for some uh, reason, but I've never even touched a Dragon Ball game ever, so I don't know if I should even bother trying dragon, at this point. Dragon. Mm. Yeah, Rock, I mean, dragon, dragon Ball Z. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know if it, you would be into it because it's like it. There's a lot of there's so many in jokes, and mm. there's so many of things that happen that is like. As a person playing it, you'd be like, that's some nostalgia shit right there. Yeah, as a person that's who uh, sat with a group of people as somebody who has never seen Naruto, tried to play a Naruto game, and then heard another friend of mine try to fill in the blanks desperately, it's, I like, if you don't know anything about Dragon Ball, you're going to be very lost. Right, okay. That's unfortunate. Because yeah. I do like the idea it's literally of about, like, filling in filling in the blanks on the story of dragon ball right like they're like oh this fight you know this fight you oh. need to go do that fight <laughs> you need to fix that like it the how how it happens is like someone has traveled through time and isn't supposed to be in this fight and it's gonna owe a history but you remember how this fight was meant to go go fix it so it's like it's very much like you need that, to know that's still horrible because to enjoy the, the story in the end, the fight then becomes your character and all these other... You change history anyway. You, you, you put history back in its correct course. That's not... No, you didn't. You, you by did. you going back in time, you've ruined history again. I mean, technically you have. And the story multiple times just contradicts itself by doing that. Like, I think there's twice where um, one of the Time Patrol people is like, man, I just can't face my friend dying a second time. I'm gonna break all the rules and use my time patrol powers to owe a time and save his life. And then like, you just get scolded. That's it. Someone's like, 
you shouldn't do that. That's against the rules, but it's too late. You've all the time drastically. But yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, that's why it's just fucking goofy. It's just, there's nothing serious about this game. I'm not tempted to play it just because it's a game about punching people in the sky. It is. It is. The actual fights, I think, like, you would have a lot of fun with the yeah. fighting. The, the fighting is incredibly satisfying. Incredibly satisfying. And you get, yeah. like, all the moves and all that jazz. I, I, I love what, it, and I can't... Here's the thing. Franchise. I can't give you a reason why I love <laughs> it so much. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling rapidly from as you explain. It's like none of this sounds appealing, but I, I don't can't watch the sell show. this game to you. I can just tell you I enjoy it, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Probably a bad thing, actually. But you know, I may try it just on the basis of punching people. You because... have a code. Just try yeah. it. Yeah, it's a it's a giant goofy fan service MMO with a yes. really fun and like entertaining combat system. Which to be fair is what keeps me in most games if it has an entertaining combat system. So I just yeah. give it a shot. There's a, a is that the customization is huge. There's so many different moves and stuff that you can choose from and build your character. So it it has a lot of variety to it. Um there's like daily quests that change on the fly. And um, all that kind of, it's, it's, there's a big sandbox city lobby cut full of people just doing like Ginyu Force poses and stupid shit from the That, that from doesn't the sell anything to me, but okay. That's not, oh, I no, mean, that sounds pretty great. What is That's a Ginyu? Great. I don't know what that is. <laughs> they're, they're like characters from the series that used to do like stupid pose. You know, like JoJo's? You ever heard of JoJo's? I mean, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. You ever heard of, you ever heard of JoJo's? You know the potatoes, the potato oh, weapon? Yeah, you know, no JoJo's. Yeah, you know, you, you no, go by the, the, the you walk down the street and you get you a bag of JoJo's, right? It's not the sandwich place. But yeah, it's just people just doing stupid emotes and running around a sea and just, there's like a little bit for everyone in it. <laughs> I love I'm not selling this so, fucking game out. No, I'm not you're convinced. Totally, <laughs> you're totally selling it on the fact that you were enjoying it so much. You can, I'm like, you can tell that I'm a Dragon Ball geek. Yes, I'm yes. geeking out trying to pitch it, but I can't pitch it <laughs> because the allure of the game is that I'm a Dragon Ball geek. And because, you can't pitch that to a human being. Because you, you absolutely it nailed it. It's a fan service game, yeah. right? And if you're not a fan, you're not going to feel serviced. But, but, so. but if you're a fan who doesn't own it, I think you heard Sam literally just gush about a game that you would be like, did someone say Dragon Ball? <laughs> did somebody say fucking Ginyu Forces? Oh I mean, my god. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I should honestly play it simply on the fact that Namco Bandai have the balls to send me a week in advance a Dragon Ball game, whereas Bethesda don't have the balls to send me their fucking games before launch. I mean, really. Right? Reward them, mm -hmm. TB. Also, the AI is, is good in this one. Like, the game is actually challenging. Okay. So, there's that. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a bash. I'll give it a try. I will install it, and I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. We are never going to hear anything else about this, are we? <laughs> Probably not. No, I mean, no, I am going to BlizzCon tomorrow, but it yeah. will run on my laptop. You're going to play the last three hours of the Titanfall campaign, and then you're going to go to BlizzCon, and you'll forget we ever had this conversation, and that mm -hmm. game will never be played. It, but that's fine. It is I'll possible. Be I'll be playing it for the both of us. 
I may spend like most of BlizzCon playing Plants vs Zombies Heroes on the iPad or something. Is that good? I like it. I'm I'm still playing it. Yeah, he was gushing about it last week. It's just Me? it's just really fucking polished, man. It's incredibly polished and like it has a great sense of humor and I it makes me smile every time I see a fucking new zombie type like unit. It's like, how many cards can you really make based on zombies? The answer is fucking hundreds of them. And the way that they interact with each other is just fucking funny. Uh, and they all have their unique animations and sounds. Like, I'm being attacked by paparazzi zombies and professional sports zombies and fucking marching band leader zombies. Yeah. And that's only the basic stuff. I'm like, just like, what else could... Po you know, with plants, you can do lots of funny fucking things with plants, right? But with zombies... With plants and zombies... It, there's, there's a luchador <laughs> zombie. There's like every kind of zombie. It's just fun to see what they do with them. And it's so I well... I can't tell if you're being serious or not. I'll be real honest it's just It just makes me smile, man. Like, it's a game that doesn't take itself... Seriously, but it's so fucking polished. Are you fucking with me right now? I'm not fucking with you. I'm genuinely this, I, not. I now realize how I sounded trying to pitch a game that had no appealing points. TV's doing the same thing right now. I can't. I couldn't tell. Because usually you're like, not another fucking zombie game. And now you're like, there's all sorts of zombies. It just makes Some me zombies. smile. It, it does. It it's like smile. when a new kind of zombie pops it's up with their stupid little noise. animation and their outfit and... That little musical cue, it's just fun. I'm this sorry, we live in a dark TV? world, is, right? Is this the real TV? What is yeah, happening right now? We are approaching the most divisive election in human history. <laughs> Everybody right. fucking hates each other. I am sad all TV. the time. I, I want a game that makes me not feel that noises. way. You used to be one of the four horsemen of the dark world, and now you're just like, man, this world just needs some love. Look, the four horsemen need to enjoy themselves and chill sometimes too. Yeah. What do you think they're doing when they're not ending the world? That's a lot of their free time. Working Playing out. Plants versus zombies. Plants versus zombies. All we right. all played Plants versus Zombies when it came out, right? And we liked it. You know, yeah. it was a good game. And then they made a game that's sort of like half tower defense, kind of half card game, and with a superhero theme to it, with little comic books and all that kind of shit, and really awesome music that's like, it's very golden age of comic, like POW sock kind of like the sock. POW sock. That's, you yeah, know, POW sock games. Yeah, POW sock. Onomatopoeia yeah, yeah, yeah. is the word I'm looking for right here, yo. Can I just... <laughs> I know why you don't have your camera on right now, because right now you're in sandals and a tie-dye shirt. <laughs> with some, like, with some like beads around your neck, and you're just you're just like, don't even worry about me. You're on a beach somewhere. You finally I wish. Out. fucking cocktail. He's got a cocktail, yes, a yes, umbrella. Finally just oh my god. He's, oh, oh I I have a cocktail, right not the kind you're thinking of. It just makes me smile. It just makes me smile. It makes me smile. <sighs> it just makes me smile. Good job, man. Good job, man. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a weird respect for PopCap, you know, that they made untold fucking millions of dollars off the back of a really stupid concept for a game that we all laughed at before it came out and then it came and crushed the universe. It's true. And despite being bought by EA, they're still making stuff that they obviously find funny and they obviously, like, makes them smile. But, like, what was it? Last year, Plants vs. Zombies uh, Garden Warfare 2 was basically ignored for the most part. Mm. 
It was, but yeah. from what I played of it, it was a really fun little game with a really fair business model, and they obviously had a lot of fun making it. And then they went and made another mobile game that actually they also obviously had a lot of fun making. They put a lot of care and attention into it. Mm. It's not a throwaway. And it could, you know, I mean, in the land of clones, you could just literally clone Hearthstone or Clash Royale with Plants vs. Zombies and it would do fine. And you know what? They didn't. They actually put yeah. some fucking effort into it. And they're, it doesn't feel like they're coasting. I've got they're to give a very good example of a, a company that did extremely well on their first game and then used that success money to make things they enjoyed instead of just trying to make more money. Yeah, and, and, and that comes through on all their recipe. games. That came through yeah. on fucking Peggle. And, I mean, you know, there's definitely some microtransaction EA bullshit in all of these games. I'm not going to say that it's lacking in Heroes either, but it seems certainly more generous than Hearthstone. And ultimately, even with that, there's still a decent amount of single-player content to play for free. And presentation-wise, it's top-notch. I mean, I haven't seen a game like that that looks and is presented better than Hearthstone up until now. This game is, mm. is just better like presentation wise it's more polished it's more colorful it's got more character to it the stuff that they didn't need to put in there but they put in there because they thought it looked cool hmm. and that's neat you know i should go back to garden warfare 2 i bet i didn't play enough of that game i still you have should... an ea trial for that game i should go fucking play it you should just sit down um do a 12-hour stream and play through all of the plants vs zombies games you should Including the first-person shooter multiplayer. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Garden Warfare. Garden Warfare One. That's a third-person shooter. That's that's a, that's a weird yeah. fucking idea, isn't it? Yeah, pop cap. I really hated that game. <laughs> you hated it? Yeah, Garden Warfare. I really just liked that game. I mean, yeah. I didn't like the idea of it from the start because, like, horde mode games are kind of not my thing. But PVZ, like, uh, Garden Warfare Two, did quite a little bit to change that around. They even had this like persistent town where either the plants or the zombies would have control of areas of it and you could just wander out into the hub world and go like take take territory and shit which i thought was kind of neat and That's find cool. hidden yeah. secrets and there were so many of little hidden secrets it reminded me of like wandering around like a banjo kazooie world or whatever finding collectibles and finding hidden stuff it was kind of cool they're just like nice. they're, a, they're a company that could be like drowned by cynicism and yet they're not and that's weird because by all rights, by being bought up by EA and going a lot of going heavy on the mobile, they really should have been. What's the uh, Angry Birds company? Well, wow, I just realized you went from bomber to like straight thug hood rat. In a I break. took off the wig because it was itching. And put the hood up. Yeah, because I'm wearing a freaking size XL sweater, so I realized, oh my god, the hood's gonna be huge. Guys, I really want your opinion on something. It's been bothering me. Okay. What you got? Skyrim Remastered. Mm. Can we talk well, about that? Because this shit is, this shit triggers You me. know exactly what all of us are going to say, though. <laughs> this shit exactly. triggers me. And I fucking hate, I hate that this is even a thing. Okay. Like, I am pissed. They, what do you got? Five years. Mm -hmm. Five years, they just stole high-res community mods, put them on the game, sold it again. Uh -huh. If you miss one DLC... You had to pay for the whole thing again. There's nothing different about the game. They added some bushes to a couple of towns. I mean, they did redo parts of the engine. Like, it's not 100% fair to say that, but they didn't redo anywhere near enough of the engine to justify half a decade. You know? Yeah. 
That's the a game da- that the audacity of it. It's guys, 64 bit now. I can't handle it. It's, I think it's just fucking bad practice. I think it's shitty. I think they shouldn't have done it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that. Okay. Let, let's have a discussion about it. Like, okay. I found like the notion of remasters and people getting upset about remasters to be a little bit weird, and there's a couple of reasons for it. Some mm-hmm. of them are definitely not good. Like, when you remaster a game and make it worse, like, I don't know, Silent Hill Collection is a great example of that. They fucked mm-hmm. that game up hard. Uh, the Fable Anniversary Edition was clearly worse than the original. Uh, it had mm-hmm. all sorts of shitty problems with it. But in principle, I don't really mind this whole, we're going to remaster it, one, because if you didn't play it on, let's say you own the previous generation console, you didn't yeah. play it then. You now own like a PS4 and Xbox One. You want to play it now. Backwards mm-hmm. compatibility is not a thing. There's a reason for those remasters. On PC, yeah. we generally get those upgrades pretty much for free. I mean, yes, you do have to pay for the whole thing if you don't all the DLC and the Legendary Edition. But if you do, the thing is free. It was the same with Bioshock remastered as well. They didn't make it huge changes to that. But ultimately for PC users anyway, if you had the games already, it was a free upgrade. I don't really hate it. It's not like... I mean, is it delaying the development of a new game from Bethesda? Maybe. How much did the effort did they really put into making they it? They didn't, like... There's, like, they didn't fix, like, the majority of the bugs from the original Skyrim. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely like, argue... Even, like, can, fix things the community were upset about. But they did fix some things. I mean, it's 64-bit now. It works yeah. better with certain mods. It runs a bit better than it did. It still has some physics problems, but not as many as it did. Okay. I, I, I think the best way to think of this is... And I, 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 too, get, like, a little flustered when I see remasters. and. Remasters. That's a good one. That was a good one. Flustered. Like, yeah, like, gold editions. Were, that, to me, kind of pisses me off. But I think it's the same thing when you think about, like, Star Wars, for example. They re-release and remaster and re-digitize where the fuck every like other year a new copy of the star the original star wars trilogy and then sell it and yeah. as like a star wars nerd who already has way too many copies of that kind of shit you're like what the fuck why do we need another one you guys are garbage this is bullshit even if fucking had anything but there are other people since it's such a like popular franchise there are other people who have never owned one and to them this is like oh this is my this is their entry point and i think with skyrim because it's such a massive massive game like in the lexicon of gaming right now um that a re-release to a lot of people is like oh this is my chance to pick it up so while i totally am just like "Ah, you could be doing other fucking things this is garbage I understand why it exists and why they know other people will buy it or people will go back to like, oh, I haven't played it in five years. I guess I'll pick up this new one. I get why they would do that. I just think for us personally, we're like, what the Yeah. Fuck? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think the scenario would be very different for 10 year old Timmy who was 10 and is now 15 and is like, oh, cool. Skyrim for my PS4. Well, mm-hmm. 10 year old Timmy, 15 or 10. We need this information. <laughs> he, he was 10 and original Skyrim. Now he's 15 he's still, and he has a PS4. still call him 10 year old Timmy? No, still call him 10 year yeah. old Timmy. Yeah, because he like looks the same. He's got like a growth deficiency. It's his, it's his gang name. He is his gang out, name. Turns out Timmy. Timmy. He fucking stabbed him in the neck with a pencil, killed he's him. He's got 10 years in juvie. 10 oh, years. That's where it's going. Happened at age 10, too. Oh, so Jesus. he's just 10-year Timmy. Now he's 15, though, and Skyrim's yeah. just come out on his, on his PS4. And he's, and on, he's, and he's finally on out of jail. He's on parole. He, jail. he couldn't play it. 
Yeah. And now yeah. he's that's the perfect yeah. scenario. We and think. he's like, it's all for Timmy. It's all now for I Timmy. Can, now I can kill people, and it's in a video game, and I won't go to go to TYOT dog. TYOT. And for me, it's like I played Skyrim. This shit's dumb. But for Timmy, he's like, this is great. I yeah. have a people. All yeah. right. Here's a here's a scenario for you, Strip. You've lifted the red mist on my yeah. eyes. You're more of a sort of a, you know you play a lot more console games than I do. But let me throw a series at you that obviously you like an awful lot. Let's yes. talk about the PC version of Dark Souls One. Yes. And how fucking disastrous a port that was. Yes. And let's talk about the key problems with Dark Souls, like for instance that Blight Town is an unoptimized mess uh, on every machine and all that kind of thing. If they fully remastered the original Dark Souls for PC, made it 60 FPS native, fixed you know engine problems and all that kind of thing, fixed the UI for PC, re-released it, you know, would you object as much to it? Is it the principle of remasters, or is it that like these remasters are generally lazy and don't fix anywhere near as much as they should that you object to? It's awkward that you're saying this, and on my right is just a shelf of Dark Souls collectible. <laughs> Why the fuck did you think I said it? <laughs> And a, a giant painting of Artorius behind me. Uh-huh. Uh, I, the fact that you brought this up upset me because it is a lifelong dream of mine for that to be a reality. <laughs> it's not real. So, uh, here's the thing, though. From wouldn't do that. Really? Yeah. You think so? Dark Souls Collector's incoming. He's going to have everything. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. You so. say that. You say that. They, no, they literally wouldn't do it. They're like, they've moved on now. To, they're going to do like Armored Core and shit. They're basically like, Dark Souls is done. Armored Core, eh? Yeah. Sign me up. But yes, you have an extremely valid point. I would be uh, very into that. The I think the thing about but, the sky... Is... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. It's different. Is it? It's different. How? Because, because oh. my love from Dark Souls is heavily rooted in the player versus player. Mm-mm. And Skyrim is a single-player game, and that's it. Like, so? doesn't have so it doesn't have like a, a competitive element that I am drawn to, which is part of my allure. Like, so? I love. Oh, I love. So you just mean you just mean it's different in that you love one and you don't give a fuck about the other. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like for me, a single-player experience is like I don't want to replay a single-player experience. I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I played through that that story adventure alone once. Why the fuck would I relive it again? Why would you bring out that remaster game? But for, but for me, a Dark Souls is like PvP. Like, I, I want those interactions with the other players. And that's why I play the game. Does that make sense? That makes I don't play sense. the so, game for the story in Dark Souls because there isn't any fucking story in Dark Souls at all. So sort of like uh, about an hour ago when you said you were interested in Call of Duty 4 Remastered. Because you really enjoyed the multiplayer, right? Yeah. Cool. So remasters are good now. No. <laughs> remastered. It's 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 the my my allure is the me fighting another guy. So when the game is a remastered game that doesn't have that, I'm like, why are you real? Why why am I playing this single player game again? Remastered. Get out these landmines, Sam. <laughs> And on, oh, and on that, here, that note, we I just off the battlefield. I just got a phone call, so I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It... Oh, no, that's terrible. <laughs> well, terrible played. well played. Well <laughs> played. Yeah, I, 
I think, you know, the, the, a lot of the things about remaster, especially in you know, a Skyrim Special Edition, is, like, it, it, do, it does seem lazy because it is. Like, a lot of the remasters are absolutely, without a doubt, lazy. They are way less than they should be. That's not 100% true. I think the Homeworld remaster was phenomenal, even though some people complained about mechanics of the change in Homeworld 1. I think the Homeworld remaster collection was excellent. But... The thing about Skyrim is, like, Skyrim has been fundamentally broken for years. Skyrim is a game that stays alive due to the modding scene, and yet the limitations of the engine have fucked up modding beyond belief for Skyrim. The special edition makes modding better. It makes it more stable. It runs better. It is a 64-bit engine now, so that's a huge deal in terms of things like memory usage. Cool. They did not fix everything. They absolutely did not. But... The argument I would make is that it is better that we have it than we don't. It's either we have this which is better but not perfect, or we have th things which something which is objectively worse. And I would stick, you know, even if it's not a perfect remaster, I do think that getting a remaster which fixes some things is better than not getting those fixes at all. And a lot of the mm. a lot of developers are not going to keep updating their game after five years, especially not with major engine changes. Not without an incentive to do that. Right. Yeah. I just I yeah, that's good. We won't talk about it. You put me in my place. I just feel like remastering a game like five years after it came out is just fucking kind of bullshit. Like, I get remastering a game ten years later. I'm on. The, I'm. I'm okay with that. But five years is like not really enough time to be like, yo, remember that awesome game? We're gonna bring it back. Do you think that part of the reason that you feel this way, Sam, is because it was only like a couple years after Skyrim came out that people started talking about upping the graphics and like trying to redo it and fix it, and we've been hearing a lot about that specifically this year like them re-releasing the game and stuff. And so you're just like, ah, we get it. You want to like re-release Skyrim. <laughs> no, cause it's like people did it for them. People fucking made that game better and fixed it for them. And now they're selling the better version of the game. So it like, it just, I don't know. Just, it's, mul it? it's a multitude of things around it that make me feel not good about Skyrim Remastered. They they didn't fix yeah they they didn't nick the fixes from modders for the most part and there are definitely some issues with um some of like things like the audio quality apparently has gone down some people really don't like that it's a bit blurrier that they fucked with certain aspects of the graphics but right. I really I don't get the argument that people are making is you know that you should be paying for a patch I mean one if you have the legendary edition you're not paying for it on PC if you don't have the legendary edition it's like oh it should be free w why you don't own all the content that's in this new version. Why mm. should it be free? If no, you I don't, don't think it, I don't think it should be free. And it's not a it's not just a patch. Like a change to sixty four bit isn't just a patch. There are other things in the game that have been changed that are clearly not just a patch. And I'd also like to p point out it's five years old. I know it's it's it doesn't seem that way. Weirdly enough, it seems like Skyrim came out a lot like a lot closer to now, but it's actually a five year old game. Most companies do not patch their games at five years. That's just not something that really happens. That's... It, it, obviously, this stuff should not have been broken in the first place. You know, it should have run on DirectX 11 in the first place, ideally. 
But five years ago, DirectX, DirectX 11 was not as common. It wasn't as adapted mm. as it is. 64-bit <clears throat> wasn't as common. It would be nice if their engines weren't so fucked up in the first place. Sure, even Fallout 4 has a bunch of problems. Jesus Christ, I remember running that, and it's like, I'm gonna run at 144 hertz. Oh, every time I try and unlock a door, it literally freezes the game up, and I can't do anything. That's amazing. But I still yeah. don't... I don't have, like, malicious opinions about them releasing the so-called special edition or whatever. Especially mm. not for console users who don't have the backwards compatibility to run it anyway. Mm. They're running it on a different system now. I think, yeah. I just think it's weird that it was like only five years ago, it was the last Elder Scrolls game to come out. So it's like there's nothing between. It's not like Final Fantasy, right? Where you go Final Fantasy X and then you go all the way up to like 14. And then 10 years later, they remaster 10. Like, cool. All right, or they remaster, you know, they're remastering seven. It's literally, it was the last game they made and they've just remastered it and it wasn't even that long ago. Sure. So I think that's why I'm kind of like... They're coasting. There's no doubt about it. it. You know, yeah. Bethesda are a publisher. They're making now a lot of money off that and being a dick as a publisher, I might add as well. They're, they are coasting. Sure. I'll, I'll absolutely 100% give you that. I still think that having this is better than not having it. I will You're say right. that. You're right. uh, it's not a perfect remaster. It's not even close to being a perfect remaster. Same as the Bioshock ones, but it is better. Its base is better. It helps the modding scene, which is keeping that game alive. Mm. It is an improvement. Yeah. No, it's it's like I said, it's like Star Wars. It, the, you coast on that franchise and you reissue, add a little bit or change a little bit. But for everyone who has it, it's a mess. But if you don't, you're like... <gasps> I can't wait to get it. So yeah, you're right. I'm just uh It's a shame that it's overshadowing some releases this year when it's a five year old fucking game. It also <laughs> says a lot about some of the releases this year. It does. That <laughs> yeah, is true. That is true. It's also a bit bizarre that they would put it out a month before Dishonored Two and you think that'll that'll eat a little bit into its sales. Not much, but a bit. You know, a little bit of cannibalization going on there. Same kind of audience, maybe, around those two games, perhaps. There's an argument there for a bit of overlap that people are always like, all right, well, I've updated my Skyrim. Let's go dive to Skyrim again instead of going into your new title. Mm. There's an argument for that, I suppose. Um, I'm just a dirty old British skeptic. <laughs> I know how that feels mm. most of the time. And a hypocrite, apparently, too. We found that out. We're all hypocrites. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wear it with pride. I, I just think that prioritization in terms of remasters should be stuff that is older, stuff that we could really, using new technology, genuinely improve in some way. Yes. Like fucking Morrowind. Or Oblivion. Those that would are... be... See, I would be all over that. Or Fallout like... 3. Fallout 3 is broke as fuck right now on modern systems we could do that we could do something with uh new vegas those are those are all games that make more sense but i imagine would take a lot Morrowind. more fucking work Morrowind. Morrowind. Can... Morrowind. Morrowind. can i mention batman chapter three really yeah fast. let's let's talk about that let's move on from my flaws <laughs> Yeah, there's just a lot of salt in here. Oh, okay. And we need to balance right. it out with some other food. Do um, we need to watch out for spoilers here? Or? 
Uh, no, I, okay. I can I can talk about it in a non-spoilery way. All right. Uh, I think chapter three has been the best chapter so far. Okay. Personally, I don't know if Jesse, did you have you played chapter three yet? I have not. No. Okay. Uh, it's I think that the Telltale Batman has gotten better and better. It didn't start off bad or even mediocre. Like I liked the first chapter, but I think that it's gotten more and more intriguing as we've gone along. And uh, this last chapter, I just want to say, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that it was really, really good. So. I, um, yeah, I, I heard how it ended. Lord knows I heard how it ended. What? No, you got it ruined for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it ruined for me. Because had, of Layla? I had to, to listen to, to her and Toast talk, like, lose their shit about it, so. Aw, man. Do you even want to play in the third chapter now, or are you just like... No, I'll, I'll play it because I might... Everyone's playthrough, I hopefully would think would be unique to them. So the choices that I've made are a little bit different than some things that I've seen online, which I'm yeah. totally cool with. Yeah, when because uh, at the end of every chapter, you know, it gives you the breakdown of like, this percentage of people did the same thing you did. I did every unpopular choice in this chapter and I wasn't even meaning to. It was just like the way that I wanted to play this chapter. And I was like, wow, I appear this is apparently very different from how everybody else played I am after, which much, is kind of cool. I'm very much trying to go for the Bruce Wayne businessman route where I'm just <laughs> like, how many times can I get through this just being Bruce? Just <laughs> yeah. Bruce my way through this game. That's currently my attempt. And it's so silly because no one, everyone's like, how quickly can I get to fucking Batman? Holy shit. And I'm just like, let's see what Bruce can do. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's really cool. I like, I like where everything is going. So how many chapters are there going to be? Do we know? Five? I think so. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, here's what I'll say. If you're like super into Batman. First off, if you're not into Batman, but you're like, I see the movies, you'll probably enjoy this just fine. Mm -hmm. If you're into like Batman canonically and in the comics, and like, you know, there's only one of two ways you're going to come into this. You're going to come into this like, well, that was an interesting take on the Batman franchise. Or you're going to be like, or you're going to be pissed. Yeah. There's no <laughs> in between there. <laughs> none. It is. I'm I, liking it. It, it is. It is very much your opinion on Gotham, the show Gotham. Either you're like, I guess I can understand this. You're like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> the exact same thing. The exact same thing. There's no, there's no like, I'll give it a shot, but I probably won't enjoy this. It's like, this is fucking garbage. Or it's <laughs> like, yeah, all right, I kind of like it. Yeah, so I would say your best bet is to just be like a casual Batman fan. You'll probably love the shit out of this. You'll yeah. probably as a Telltale game, has it really evolved their f formula at all? Who, for someone who is absolutely now tired of that? Um, no. It's been... There are many, many games that have been added that are a little different, but not, like, different other than you're swiping, or, or in this case, your mouse moving. So, yeah, it's the exact same crap. It does the thing, like we were talking about before, where in some situations you get to decide, like, I'm going to hit this guy with this thing, or I'm going to run over here and hit this guy first, that kind of a thing. Yeah, when you get out your your bat uh, DJ station, 
Yeah, you like, bring up your your Bumble Batman UI and then decide and yeah. link people's faces to items in the room. <laughs> which is actually really fun because you're like, oh shit, I can knock this guy through this wall, or I can come down from the ceiling and hook this guy to another dude. And like, it's like, all right, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's pretty much like every it's, other. Stuff yeah. It's it's primarily telling a story. So they didn't change a lot there. <laughs> um, and that's, and that's I think, because it's primarily a story, that's where we get back to the whole, like, if you're a Batman fan versus not a Batman. <laughs> like, that's where you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And there's a, there's a really, really big thing that I thought I had avoided. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe this is, like, a huge difference between the two games that's really going to, like, split them, whether you did this one thing. Are you talking about the end of Chapter 2? Yeah. Right. And yeah. so uh I'm start I'm starting to realize that it's it's not, I don't think. So that was kind of a bummer. I was like, all right, it's gonna be like every other telltale game where it's a slightly different, but overall it's the same story. <laughs> yeah, that's my hope at the end of chapter two was like, oh shit, this might be now two completely different stories. Yeah. Right. I was super excited for that. Like, oh, this they just changed the game. They just fucking changed the game. I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Um, but I haven't played chapter three yet, so. Play it. And then we can talk about all the shit. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so what I want to do is talk more about that game. Yeah. All the shit. Mm-hmm. All the shit. All the shit. Um, Sam also played Osir, the insult simulator. Oh, uh, yes. What's all about? That game is hilarious to watch. <laughs> I was worried that it probably doesn't have much in terms of gameplay. I mean, presentation-wise, it looks great, and obviously it was cheap as fuck, but... I said, no, uh, oh, you don't know? That's what no, I said. Uh, yeah. Presentation-wise, gameplay-wise, it's... You can do a tournament against the computer, but you can play against other people. Um, sometimes... I would chat tells me uh, at least the comments told me that I was wrong, but sometimes I feel like the grammar in that game. You're like, no, this would make a wonderful insult. And the grammar's like, no, yeah, Sorry, no, it's three life. And I'm like, what? Like I I would do strictly British insults, and then it would I would try and finish the insult, and it'd be like, no, grammar, you can't do that. You have to say and, and I'm like, yeah, no, you have to have an and. I'm like, no, you can be the two of these things combined. That makes like, sense. You could say like, are oh, you? Pig titty suckling mother fudger, right? Yeah, no, sure. Grammar. You have to say you pig titty suckling and mother fudger. No, that's <laughs> nonsense. Like you need to add the word and. And I'm like, no, this is this is upsetting me. Despite yeah. that though, it's good. It basically gives you um it randomly generates just like insults and then like just like and or comma, that kind of stuff. And then you take it in turns to like pick parts of a sentence. So, so you, you wind up like strategizing, yeah, like trying to get and before the other person can. But, but so also, no longer insults. Like focus that. on combos, which are mm. going to be like if you mention their sister once, if you mention them again, you can combo off of that. Um, you also need to try and have finishers as well. So if you get an explanation point at the end of it, it goes rude, <laughs> <laughs> like extra bonuses. Yeah. Um, Each uh, all of the different characters that you can play each have like something it, that upsets them a lot. They have, a, they have an insecurity. And if you yeah. figure it out and you get them with it, 
it will actually make them forget their insult and they'll just like stumble and stuff. Yeah, if you uh, when you when you face off against God, uh, his, 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 I'm his sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, at the end of the tournament, the last person you have an insult war with is God, and of he course. has issues. So, so if like, you mention like Jesus, his son, he just like falls yeah, to pieces. If, yeah, um, it's so silly. However, ironically, God was the person who defeated me. Turns out, couldn't beat him. Couldn't beat him. Oh yeah. my God, Sam won. Why do you say that? Because I one shot God with a 95 point insult <laughs> and he just got eradicated into it. It's so funny. It was amazing. It was, it was special. But yeah, they have, uh, they have online PVP. Um, there is a world ranking system. So you can become the best insulter in the world. The game was literally $2 and was very fleshed $1 out. Right now. Yeah, $1 right now. Uh, it's very fleshed out. Obviously, you can play anyone in the world because it's a turn-based thing. There's no latency issues or anything like that. There's a bunch of characters and different levels. For what it costs, awesome. It's an awesome game. It was really fun. Uh, I streamed it, and the chat like had a, had a lot of fun, a big laugh. Sometimes it would get really real. Um, I was playing <laughs> against a guy, and he said, um, you, you like smelly turd, your country isn't even in Europe. No. And that like <laughs> fucking wounded me. That came out of nowhere and, and it and was very funny. It was just randomly generated insults that he managed to, he obviously didn't know I was British, but like the Brexit thing really, uh -huh. at <laughs> um, a personal level. One of the one of the like pieces of an insult that you can find that made me think of you, TB, is plays hidden object games. Ah, yes. I'd have used that. So you can like do it like your mother plays hidden object <laughs> games. Like you can like piece them together. Was... Yeah, there's um, I believe Wang from uh, Shadow Warrior is also in there as well. Yeah, he is, he is a DLC character. Yeah, and everything's oh, voice, so it's just Wang's voice with these really shitty insults. It's so funny. <laughs> It seems like a cute couple of dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good good little film. Good couple it's of a hours dollars of fun. worth of entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. You don't necessarily need a giant game, especially if it costs very little. You know, just a little bit of filler is okay too. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, I'll give that a little bash. Sounds mm -hmm. good. If we're done on games we play this week, let's go to the break. Come back, news releases, and all that good stuff. You're watching the Corruptional right Podcast. Up. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Corruptional Podcast. Final 40 or so minutes of the show. So news-wise, there hasn't been a great deal going on with the... Uh, we talked about the Switch last week, so we won't really go back onto that. There's not a great deal of new information about it. But the current thing that's going on is that there is a work stoppage uh, from SAG-AFTRA, which is the voice acting union that mm. covers video game actors and you know and not just them you know it's the largest actors union in hollywood uh they called the strike 
against several prominent video game companies after they failed to reach an agreement about improved conditions and various forms of payment. This is a complicated issue, really, like, thorny one, mm. for obvious reasons. And there's a lot of different sides to it. But each of these sides has a very different opinion as to what exactly they should be entitled to, the importance of voice acting in video games, uh, not to mention the fact that things have started to get a little bit ugly after certain video game companies launched a website that was very much sort of... We could say either stating their point of view or could say it's propaganda in favor of their point of view. There's, you know, there's a, di a few different ways to look at it. But we'll talk... We'll just give you a brief overview of some of the things that have been asked for. And then we'll talk a little bit about how justified this is and also the role of sort of voice acting in video games in general, just how important it is. The negotiations have been going on for a while. There have been several attempts to ink a deal. Hasn't happened. There have been certain demands, some of which some people will probably view as quite reasonable. Some people may view some of them as not. Uh, some of the demands include that there be a time limit per session of... Uh, vo a very sort of high intensity vocal stress work uh, specifically a two hour time limit per shout session is what they're looking for there which uh, I think is totally reasonable yeah I'd say so There's uh, <laughs> they wrote a letter in May of 2016 to the California Division of Occupational Safety and uh, Health OSHA in regards to the findings that some of these very long stressful sessions were causing potentially vocal damage, vocal nodule cyst polyps some cases cord hemorrhaging of course, if you do too much of that with your voice, when your voice is your meal ticket, then that's a really big problem. Yeah. They're talking about very lengthy, intense sessions that shouldn't that are not healthy for the vocal cords. So they want to try and limit that. They want to make sure there's a stunt coordinator on hand to ensure that performance capture volume doesn't go crazy. And that it's, you know, they want to get a sense of how stressful the work is and have someone on hand to sort of aid and help in that regard. They want transparency as to which games they're working on. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that a lot of voice actors are not told the games that they're doing parts for prior yeah. to it. So they want to know that. And there's, there's some good arguments for that as well as some not so good arguments, considering that voice actors are more often than not the source for game announcement leaks. More often than not, we learn about games that aren't announced yet as a result of... You're fucking, like, LinkedIn and shit. Yes, yeah, a lot of stuff <laughs> lot of stuff about that. The big sticking point is probably going to be the issue of compensation. We're not just talking about being paid on a daily basis. We're talking about residuals, potential royalty work. Mm -hmm. Now, we're talking about bonuses based on number of sales of the actual title itself. Isn't that also that that's also wrapped in with knowing what game you're doing a voice for, right? Like being able to potentially say like you're not paying me enough for this big of a project because I know this is a big Which deal. Yeah. Why they do that stuff, by uh -huh. the way. Yeah, absolutely. They don't want you to know so that you have no idea what the scope is of the project you're working on. Yeah. There is a standard like daily rate which I believe is currently $825 per day. Mm -hmm. well, that's that's if you're a union member. Yes, if yeah. you're a SAG-AFTRA union member. And let's, like, 
let's be real clear on the base level for like everyone watching right now as a person who was like man that sounds like something i'd love to do one day where you start is not in a union so the vast vast majority of voice actors out there are getting their start mostly one doing like bs work at a radio station or doing internships at like Japanimation or whatever, or they're doing it through online stuff like voice one, two, three or stuff like that. And so student projects that need vocal work and stuff like that. Yeah. But but those things pay actual paid jobs. You'll find at the very base when you're starting some of the things I did for like 25 bucks. And then, and you're like, Oh, 125. Sure. I did the very first big thing I did was for a video game. And that was a thousand bucks over three days of recording. So there's, that's not union. There's no, you get paid whatever the hell you can negotiate yourself to get paid. And at that point, no one knows who you are. So no one cares. Um, And then imagine that once every three months where you finally get a job or once every five months, like to start out the vast, vast majority of people do not have, this is not their main job. It's what they want it to be union wise. You think, oh, well, that this it's their main job. This is this person's main job. And so uh, they're going to have a lot of work. And $800 a day, that's a lot of money. And that's – I will say I, Jesse Cox, got offered to be in SAG. Like, what the fuck have I – I've done nothing, people. Nothing. Just because you're in SAG or after doesn't mean that you're like, oh, actual – working i have an actor yeah Yeah. that's not what it means and then you have the fact that when video games are uh, being made many people who create video games already know what the voices they want are for these characters in their head which is why you get the same 12 voice actors in every game so even with that said you're still hustling to get a job as a voice actor which means you are out there every day auditioning you are out there trying to get roles all the time you are busting your ass many of the voice actors from video games they're on that uh, role play show that's on Geek and Sundry because they're literally just like, we got nothing fucking else to do. Like we have no other, we're not doing any of their jobs. I mean, it is, it's one of those things that is very difficult. And it's, you might say 800 bucks a day. That's a lot. And yeah. You don't get that every day, day though. If it was yeah. 800 bucks yeah. a day that's and you're actually getting roles every day. about the way that this information bucks, is getting to people. It's yeah. at a minimum of 800 bucks a day if you were to book like every day, you'd be awesome. But that's not the case for a lot of people. Many people are doing it. I get, I have a lot of friends who are actors, who are voice actors. They will post their job. They'll be like, look what I just booked. It took them six months to get that job. Yeah. Like that, it's, you have to understand that it is, you're working for, if you look at the whole month, you're working for pennies on the dollar for what you're actually putting into what you're doing. Like, yes, you're a professional voice actor because you are booking jobs, but your day job is probably at a diner or, you know, like, like you're, you're struggling to take the classes that you want to take to, uh, you know, actually go to and book auditions constantly so that, you know, that one in a hundred auditions you might actually get. (laughs) It's You're not just describing voice actors, you're describing actors. Yeah, in general, yeah. It's 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 everything. Throw YouTube in the mix too. It's that idea that people who are not involved in the world 
don't see all the behind the scenes stuff that you're doing. So when they see success, they're like, motherfucker doesn't deserve that shit. Right. It's, it's, it's the exact same thing. Mm. And and if you are a voice actor, it is a struggle. It's hard. Yo, I quit that shit. The minute YouTube was a thing I could do. Talk to Aaron Hansen. Dude made his own videos rather than go through the idea of like, I have to go and voice act for these people and struggle to do this. He's made his own animations. Like, I mean, this is one of those things where it's tough and everyone sees the outcome of like, yo, I bet I could be the next Steve Bloom, right? <laughs> no, because one, he's still alive and you do the same fucking voice. Two, there's a million trillion other people out there trying to do the exact same thing. They saw that shit and they're like, oh, I can do that. It's tough. Voice acting is hard. Imagine acting, but here. Yeah, like it's it's condense all of your acting into right here, and then try to be good at that. Shit. And ev- evoke every emotion. Absolutely, absolutely. Just just here. It is. It's my. I saw a video today today of a guy at a convention, and with him was the voice of Reinhardt and the voice of uh uh, oh my god uh, I can't remember his name. This guy, a little short guy with the turret. Help me out here. Tobion. Torbjorn, ah. make your name like Steve. God damn. So it was Reinhardt and Torbjorn, and it was their voice actors. Reinhardt is just like this old skinny white dude, and Torbjorn is this really tall, lanky guy, and the voices coming out of their mouths are like, what the fuck? <laughs> not what I thought you looked like at all. That's the acting. That's that skill that is so goddamn impressive that it drives, it drives me crazy seeing uh people be like you don't get it 800 that's a lot of fucking money i make 250 a day yeah but you get 250 every day <laughs> like, <laughs> how do I explain mm. this to you yeah there was that huge uproar on twitter because an la weekly um reporter called dennis romero made this like damning article saying like the average voice actor wage is hundred and fifty thousand dollars and these uh, guys know 800 a day and they're bitching about it like he hadn't done his research no, at all. well of course not and- a, a lot of this issue is about that that it's it's a lot of uninformed stupid opinions from yeah. people who are either jealous or don't take it seriously or just don't have a fucking clue what they're talking about mm. and this thing exploded all over twitter of course like, it did matthew mercer got involved like everyone got involved and then like two days later this guy wrote another article just being like, we should help these voice actors. <laughs> not making enough money. Because he just got destroyed for like yeah. lambasting this thing he knew nothing about. Because it, it is an issue. I, I, I think that residuals are going to wind up being a thing that they'll never... Like, I, that, I can't yeah. see that ever working out. Because there are so many people who come together to make one character. Right. I think that it's going to be really difficult for them to ever figure out a way to make that fair. Not that anything in Hollywood is fair, but it's you know also what I'm very hard to argue that voice actors, especially ones that do not specifically bring their own brand to the production, deserve residuals when developers who are working insane hours in a crunch culture right now don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh be- I I I understand the concerns of these guys. Again, I've done voice acting work before. I'm doing it again in a week. And I had to sign a contract for these kind of rates and all that sort of thing. Although I was able to make negotiations because I 
built, you know, I brought, I'm bringing my own brand to this work. And I was mm. able to negotiate better than that. Um, but that's, you know, that's very, very specific to what I'm currently doing. There are certain demands here that obviously should be happening. And really, like, these are indicative of problems across the industry. The, the you know, the two-hour limits on stressful work, these are the kind of things that should apply to crunch. You know, you shouldn't be having people working 80 to 100-hour weeks You're absolutely right. towards absolutely launch. Right. You shouldn't be crunching and all that kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's industry-wide problem. The residuals thing is a much, and the idea of royalties and bonuses, much, much harder to argue because I think you're going to have difficulty arguing that their work resulted in any kind of quantifiable increase in sales Mm. or objective value proposition. I don't buy games and I have never bought games and I don't know anyone who has bought games on the basis of who is doing the VO for them. Not to mention that there are some of the best games of all time have fucking awful voice acting. People skip cutscenes. People play games on mute. People skip lines all the time. It is an interactive entertainment product, and a lot of what you are doing as a voice actor is non-interactive media, to me, which is nowhere near as important as the interactive component of the game, which makes Mm. some of these demands hard to swallow. Well, yeah. it's negotiation, right? You always are going to try to ask for more than what you can get. And is it is I, it a I, scenario of like voice actors asking for something they shouldn't have, or is it a situation of developers should also be asking for this thing? Oh, oh well, I think developers should. You know, the fact that most developers do not get residuals, royalties, or you know, some of the bonus, some developers get bonuses, but they're often tied to ridiculous things. You remember. Mm. Uh, New Vegas, Obsidian missed out on their bonus because of a Metacritic rating, 1% Metacritic rating. Not on the f- fact that the game was successful. No, no, no. It was based on that, which to me is absurd. There are mm. a lot of problems there in the way that payments are arranged, not to mention a lack of job stability. A lot of these devs do get shut down after they've released the game and they don't get kept on. Yeah. Well- it's because the industry is a mess, like just a mess. Making a video game, I wouldn't. Uh, congrats to everyone who's like, I'm gonna go to school f- to make games. That shit's tough. That shit's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. You are a soldier. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, I think I think there's like obviously there's very extreme cases like the voice of Pikachu, right? You've been you're an established voice in a hugely successful franchise, and maybe they it would you not being there would be an issue, right? But like Here's that is like a one in a million person. Here's the thing: I think corporations would even be like, we could find another person to do that. Sure, like just to go, yeah. Pika, they, they'd be like, oh no, we can find a have fun. Like it's it's being mm. voice actor is a thing where you're valuable, but at the same time. You are your voice interchangeable. So replace you. most of you anyway. That's true. There's some voices you just can't. But well, I mean, they've even replaced some of the really successful ones. You know, talk about David Hayter. Absolutely. You think that was irreplaceable? Evidently not. No, because there's always there's always gonna be someone who can replace you. Which is there's no jobs, Billy. So the, a union is necessary, and getting this shit done is necessary. It's just. I, I wouldn't like it's what a shitty situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I think the right answer is definitely somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a very uninformed thing to say. I do think that 
some of their demands are reasonable and some of them are not. I, um, my personal opinion when it comes to VO is that VO is not that valuable. Mm. Mainly because I've always viewed this as an interactive entertainment medium. And I don't really care who does the VO. I could easily read. And for some of my favorite games of all time have had no VO in them. And it's all been about the writing, not... You know, I have an idea in my head as to how that sounds, like you said. Good voice mm. acting definitely adds... It does. Yeah, 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 totally. You know, Stanley Parable, Darkest Dungeon, really, you know, they wouldn't be the same. Here's the thing, though. Would they be... Wouldn't You could replace that person with someone as good. The person who did the VO isn't as important. It's not a... It's not this... People keep arguing that it's the same as an actor in a television show or in mm. a movie. Absolutely not. Yeah. It it's not the na it's not the brand. It's not the person's brand that matters. It's that their talent, their ability absolutely enhances the product, but their individual brand, which is more often than not why somebody like Robert Downey Jr. gets far, far more than his co stars in the mm. Avengers and so on and so yeah. forth, because his brand is stronger. He it's a, it's a huge thing in Japan is that voice actors in Japan are, have a lot more star power, but it's because they make them into stars. Yes. And that way the products they work on become like better as a result. But for us, we don't, we don't do that. We don't turn voice actors into well, stars. No, they we also don't. Have, they they also have to do it themselves. Culture. They also have a culture of like, getting the same people to do everything yeah so, extremely loyal well what i what i mean is like somebody will be a k-pop star that's korea a j-pop star <laughs> will be a pop star and then they'll have them star in a in a tv show and then they'll also have them do a voice in an anime etc 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 like they have Cross media some of, promotion. Some of these people like do everything. Yeah, it's, it's also stuff like actors that are only voice actors. Yeah, tons it's of also them. stuff like in Japan, for example, there's like an old lady that voices Goku from Dragon Ball, mm -hmm. and they've said if she kicks it, they will discontinue the franchise. It will end. She cannot be replaced. It's like that. That they have that kind of mentality over there. Where in America, that's not. It's not a thing. Mm. I think. I mean, and honestly, like a lot of voice actors don't do a lot to build their personal brand. And we work on YouTube and we know that personal brand is almost everything. Yeah. Like that's, we can, regardless of talent, you know, we could go do voice acting for a game on the basis solely that us mentioning that we were part of that game would shift units. I have. I have. <laughs> I, I've done that. Yeah. I'm about to do it again. <laughs> oh. It was it Mega Noughts? Awesome Noughts. We're almost all an Awesome Noughts. Awesome Noughts. Mega Noughts. Our brand helped that game. Like, whether or not the quality of our VO did, that's a different matter entirely. But our Mine brand. Mine is terrible. Holy shit. I Mine's went back awful. and listened to it and I was like, oh, I did bad. I did really bad. Oh my God. My work in Space Pirates and Zombies is fucking hot garbage. It's <laughs> awful. But it added value to the game objectively in terms of sales. Objectively. No, I mean it's trackable. That's that's on that's on paper. That's numbers. You can't argue with that. It's hard to argue 
And I think, you know, you were mentioning um, Critical Role. And weirdly enough, Critical Role is playing a critical role (laughs) in getting the brand of those people out. Because, Mm -hmm. no, I actually had not heard of some of those people prior to their participation in Critical Role. They're building their personal brands. By doing that, they have Mm. the weight to make demands. I assume they got a lot more work out of it, too. Of course they did. Probably. But but I don't... The funny thing is, I don't know that they did. I'd love to hear what they have to say about it because they're all voices of a lot of stuff, but face-wise, no one had a clue who they were. Most of those people are like, oh my God, you did X, Y, and Z. I didn't know that you were a human. Right? They're like, good at their job. And they oh no, yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, a, so here's someone, Ashley Birch. Yeah. Ashley Birch had a very successful web series prior to doing hey, a bunch Ash. of voice acting. What you playing? Yeah. Hey, Ash, <laughs> what you playing? That gave her a leg up in terms of her brand value when it came to working in video games. Mm. And a brother who writes. <laughs> I mean, that, that also <laughs> helps. Well, convenient. connections are half a, You know, it's not all... It's, it's not what true. you know, it's who absolutely you know. True. You know, these are all key skills you might think well this shouldn't be it sucks but this is not the ideal world but i mean all. you're absolutely right had she not had a brother writing borderland stuff she would not have been tiny tina thus she would not have spawned her career because that's how she blew up was because of that role mm. so it's but she already had an audience because of her web series yeah which again gave her a leg up there as well i mean you're right you know obviously tiny tina was the, the role that definitely sort of defined her but there are very few VO workers like in the video game industry that I feel have, have got to that point. Either who've built... Even if you talk about Steve Blum for a second, and I want to ask you, like, Steve Blum's a, one of the biggest voice actors in the industry. Yo. What's his back. defining role in the video game industry? Uh, you'd literally get several answers from several uh, Exactly. Because he's been so much... Because he sounds the same in every game he does. And here's and here's my problem. This goes back to the video game industry as a whole. Once they say you're this voice, Steve Bloom can do thousands of voices. Typecast. But, yeah. But because he's yeah. like, hey, I'm Steve Bloom and I have this voice. They're like, you do that voice for everything from now on. It's Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale can do many voices. They're like, but you're the tough broad from now uh-huh. on in every game. It's like, yeah. Steve no. Bloom is Steve Bloom. There's there's a term in the wrestling industry. I love to bring this up every time I possibly can. That kind of applies <laughs> to this. It's the idea of uh, it's the term good hand. Now, it, you know, when it comes to wrestling, obviously we know we all know it's fake. But you know, why is John Cena the biggest wrestling star right now? Like, why is he known across the world, whereas other guys who may be even better than him aren't? Because his personal brand is way way bigger. It doesn't matter if he's necessarily the best wrestler, the best at what he does. That's irrelevant. There are some incredible wrestlers who never win and are never, who never have a personal brand, you know, who are always going to remain small time. But they're good hands. They're, con- they're considered like, you're good at what you do, but your personal brand is basically non-existent. And, mm-hmm. you know, wrestling is, is acting. And acting is all about, it's not necessarily about ability. It's not a meritocracy. It's about brand. Unfortunately, I've got to say, SAG AFTRA has done a piss poor job of building the brand of these people. If they're supposed mm. to be the union that represents and builds their brand, they have utterly failed. Mm. 
And the guys who are doing it on their own, who are getting into YouTube, who are creating things like Critical Role, who are making their own content, they're the guys who understand the role of brand and market themselves. And they're the guys who are going to be able to demand better. Mm. Strike is a direct result of them not looking after the people striking well enough. Mm. I mean, if I recall correctly, way. like the original contract that they had for this was made in the 90s. Yeah. And the industry has vastly changed since then. Yeah. Hugely. So it seems to me that sag has definitely not looked after its talent. That, I mean, that said, video game companies what? are making a lot of money. Could they be more equitable to these voice acting talent? Yeah, of course they could. And some of these demands are totally reasonable. Mm. All I'll say is sag is super expensive. Which is why I was like, thanks, but I'll pass. It is. That's a huge fee. It's extremely and expensive. And then there's a monthly, like, it, it just too, and then, and then you are now, like, confined into what roles you can take and things like that. So basically, mm -hmm. you cannot do anything, even if it would pay more, that is outside of the union. So, like, oh. there's so many rules and so many things going on, which is why you have, like, fake named actors. <laughs> like, I'm Steve Bloom, but then he also had his other name, whatever that was. Uh, it's like non-union name. Oh, to do work yeah, outside like, the yeah. union. Yeah, David something. Yeah, they have like another name. Um, people do that all the time. It's welcome to Hollywood, kids. Hollywood because is shit. Let's just be one hundred percent clear about that. For whatever reason, when you're putting together a project, you have to decide from the beginning: are we going to use union or non-union people? And you have to stick to it. So you wind up yeah. with this situation where if you really want to work with somebody specifically. Um, you're either going to decide, okay, well, they're non-union, and so I guess we're going to only work with non-union people, or you're going to say, well, everybody else that we're working with already is union, so we're going to try to convince this person to also join like, the union. The to join because the you, union li you literally get locked in. Yeah. When I'm you, pretty sure I had to decide. sign some kind of agreement for this upcoming gig that I'm doing that involved SAG after, even though I'm not a member. Yeah. Ah, here's the fun part eventually tb god bless eventually you uh, there's an actual name for it where if like you do two or three sag after things you're automatically just in sorry you've done two or three you're now part of it you have to pay <laughs> i'm gonna be very careful about that then <laughs> so good luck be hey, careful yeah. i just get you know okay i'm just going to a voice pack for dota 2 i don't have to sign shit for sag after and i get <laughs> fucking residuals from that yeah. There you go. although to be fair when you're involved in that you're also part of the creative process that's an interesting sort of part of the argument is how how involved are the vo talent in terms of the creative process actually a very and I, a lot of the time many especially in major projects many of this like actual game stuff isn't done yet so the mannerisms the things you bring to the character mm -hmm. are taken and put into the game so a lot of the times a lot of voice actors actually are right in saying that like i'm critical to how this character was made because I think a perfect example is the changes they made over time to um, uh, the Uncharted series. We're literally based off of the way that they were with the voice actor creating these characters. Mm. And so you saw all the changes to Elena, and you saw like it, it was, it was, it was cool. I think it's really cool. You saw the changes to Nathan Drake. Shit, that was a big thing they were talking about with Uncharted Four. So it, it's all based on what these actors did. So I think mm. there's some precedent for them to be like no without us that character would not be the way this character is thus selling your franchise it's just a very like 
thin tightrope of stuff to walk across to figure out where the equal ground is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So, oh, great example of Far Cry 3, right? I mean, that villain changed the way that franchise was. Yes. Yeah. That is true. And with I mean, without that character, that would have been a shit game. Let's be real honest. Probably, once, yeah. Once a certain point happens, it goes downhill very quick. Yeah, it's a, again, that's, that's another good example of, I remember his performance, but I don't remember who he was. And I wonder how much of that is due to him not capitalizing on that and not building well, his brand after he's the like fact. He's like an actual legit actor who does like TV and stuff now. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's off doing whatever. And I think that's why you see a lot of actors, hashtag Jon Snow is the villain in this, uh, <laughs> in the new Call of Duty. Like, oh yeah, no, I'll do that. That looks like a little tiff of fun. And they and that's why a lot of actual face actors, real actors, what a horrible thing to say. But face they, actors. Like, yeah, yeah, face actors. Um, <laughs> they see them doing video games now because they can market the same thing you were talking about, TB. It's like, look at my brand. They're leveraging. Yeah, look at my star power. You can, can guarantee extra. Kevin Spacey did not just get paid the standard daily rate. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no doubt about that. It's, uh. yeah, it's, it's a kind of depressing thing to talk about, you know. People are going to value the roles of voice actors differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I do understand that they can, they can definitely enhance a game. I don't find them crucial. I mean, hell, you know, we've, we've, been, we've all been around for games where voice acting didn't even exist. You know, voice acting is a, relatively speaking, fairly recent addition to video games. Nor is it a necessary one. I think what we're trying to say is publishers are screwing over everyone. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's the the main problem I've got is like, it, it, it's not a either or situation. It's just when you ask, ask for stuff like residuals and I look and I see the developers are not getting that and developers have been fucked over for God knows how long, I say, hang on a minute. Can we, you know, that's, if they're not getting it. It's an industry thing. It's an industry thing. There's a lot of people at the top with a lot of money and everyone else is like, one day, one day maybe. Yeah. I think what we can all agree on is that everybody should have fair employment. Yeah. And that there should be the correct rules to cover that, to make sure that people don't get fucked over. Well, holy shit, the, the stuff like like them asking that they can only do screaming for two hours, like, obviously. That's totally reasonable. Obviously. <laughs> In fact, I'm surprised they would even do it for two hours. Maybe two. Two hours sounds like too much to me. But I watched the Dragon Ball Z documentary where, like, they would hours. black out in the booth from doing the Super Saiyan screaming. They would just fucking black out in the booth. It was it was kind of hilarious, but like also bad, but very yeah. funny. It was <laughs> very funny. You would think that a voice like radio DJs are only on like three hours at a time a day. And, and you would think when we're done, I'm sure we're all like, fuck me. Now, like doing it. There are voice actors who, who literally they're just like, all right, so you got eight hours booked today. Got to go from one thing to the next. Like, let's just do this. Talk about sports commentators versus esports commentators. I have done 16-hour days with barely any breaks. A sports commentator would never go even close to that. Right? Yeah. Mm. For, and I, now I can demand that that doesn't happen because I have a big enough personal brand to wave my dick around and say, no, you can't. You can't do that anymore. 
But when I was on lower on the totem pole, I accepted that. And I accepted shitty pay. It does suck like, that you have to work on your own brand. It does suck that you've got to work on... Because SAG-AFTRA should be the fucking muscle. Isn't that the point of the union? Aren't they supposed to be the muscle so that these other guys don't have to fight so much? I feel like... And I don't know this is true, but I get the feeling, having like talked with a bunch of people who have dealt with SAG and stuff, it's video games, right? It's not real. It's video mm. games. It's kind of like the mentality, but it, that's the Hollywood mentality. It's mm. video games. It's not like a real thing. So there's never Wait, it's so like the, the video games part of SAG is like a shoe closet kind of to the side. Yeah, like they're under the, they're under the stairs kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like they're they're like, the part. guy in there has been given the dead end job. Like he cut, they don't want him to go any higher. So they just shove him in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's that guy from Office Space with the stapler. He's like, they, uh, this gives me, they, they took, my, took my stapler. He's, he's, the, he's the it crowd. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel bad for that dude, but yeah, he must be the one who runs it all. Yeah. That one guy. Um. You know, they, they are negotiating right now. You know, this is the point of the strike. But, you know, maybe they should have done this a little earlier, certainly. They mm. evidently haven't been getting very far with it. It's mm. kind of about, I think the whole, the whole thing is kind of about, like, your job is to prevent the strike from happening by doing your job. Not only doing it when the strike happens. Well, but I say good luck. Say vie. Godspeed, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't. I, I mean, like this. This coming good is just gonna help people take this industry more seriously. Ultimately, at the end of the day, and so it's a good thing for all of us if it happens. I can't stop thinking about those people passing out the booth. <laughs> <laughs> just like going, going super sad. Like, ah! It just pops into my head. Just just sliding down the glass. I can't stop thinking about it. I thought you were. Because you started laughing right after TB said that he walks in and swings his dick around. So I thought that that's no, what you were imagining. I, I was so caught up in a person passing out that I missed the <laughs> joke, apparently. Okay, we're going to need you to uh, Super Saiyan 3 one more time. and then <laughs> just, one, like, just one more time. We <laughs> almost got it. <laughs> it, has to last, it has to last like three or four episodes. So keep going. Just keep going. Just like, just like, he looks at the clock. It's like 19 minutes, 22 seconds. He's just going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They're just like fanning him. He's like lying on the ground. They're like fanning him with cool air. Are you okay? Yeah, Everybody? man. Just, my, my power level went too high. I just blacked out. So I, I uh, so I think our sort of overall conclusion on this before we quickly move on to releases is look, working conditions should be better. We certainly agree with some of the things that they're saying. As to how important voice acting is to video games, that's kind of subjective. Some people value it more than others. It is it is it comparable to television and movies? Is it to me? No. I think to you guys. No, I think it's a lot more focused on building your own brand. This industry is a lot more focused on building your own brand, and if you want to be a voice actor that's in this industry what, and not what, in that industry, you have to do that. That's what Hollywood's always been. You yeah, always see those people who uh, are like a star for a few movies and vanish. And then you have a person like Tom Hanks who's like can do anything. Like mm. he'll just show up and people will be like, You're in, let's do this shit, Tom. And <laughs> well, I mean, that's why people have their managers saying, you know, you should really go on a date with this actor <laughs> because it's really gonna help your brand, right? Like they've been thinking about that shit with mm. 
with screen actors for a long time. Grand is <laughs> everything. That's what most of the 20s marriages were. Yeah. Like, you should marry this other guy. He's a real catch. Grand is everything. Yep. Hey, All right. We love you, voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. You make, you make <laughs> games good. No. Not necessarily, I, but I'm with, you, Sam, I'm with you, Sam. Even shitty ones are fun. Dude, I, I love you. like voice acting absolutely contributes a ton for me. I realize that's not the case for everybody, but like I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. I, voice acting, even bad voice acting, it contributes in the way of the, them telling the story. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it's like sometimes you have moments where the voices like the dialogue can be there. The words can be there, but without the voices, and this goes again to the music as well, without all those other things added in, you're missing a full picture. And I, you know, I think, I think they deserve all the money they can get. The only thing I will say is, I swear to God, if I don't stop hearing Laura Bailey as every female in every video game, I'm going to lose it. It's that's that's a that's an industry thing that I've been pissed off for years about. I'm like, I love you. You're great actors. There's a million the other people. But there's so many other people. I grew it up. I grew up Gears of War four, and I was like, again. To be fair, isn't that the argument? Like, if you if you don't pay them and the working conditions do suck, you're not actually going to have that diversity of people available to pick from. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's if if you want any argument like for that. If you have any doubts, then sure, you know. If they have, if they're paid better, we should get more of them. We should get a bigger spread of people, more more variety. It's Lord, just... man, I do think you're amazing. I'm just clarifying, but it's too much. It's too much. I believe Sam said you suck. Mm. You suck, and that mm. Jaina is in fact a dreadlord. And she that the is. person I, I who voice acted for Titus is his favorite voice actor everywhere. James Arnold Taylor, wherever you're at, dude, I think you're great. Oh, I think God. you're great. All right, let's move, let's move on to releases, shall we? Can't wait for all the angry emails from voice actors after this segment. Let's go for releases. All Dodger. Right, today, let's go, let's October go. 31st, Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. We have Hero Boy. Hero Boy? Hero Boy. Hero Boy. You're a hero. Harry? It's a You're 2D a horror brawler set in a notebook of an eight-year-old boy during a zombie apocalypse, apparently. Uh, well, you could certainly tell that, that giant enemy crab... Oh, Jesus. One of the enemies is a giant enemy crab, deliberately misspelled. Great. Wow. Okay, sure. Uh, next is VR Running Joe. Running Joe is all one word. Okay. Sure. It is a VR... Running Joe is a racing game you've never experienced before. He's not running. He's in a car. Lying bastard. Collect coins and drive. Why is this a VR game? I don't so know. It's like a mobile game, but in VR. Oh, great. <gasps> That's never been done before. Cool. Uh, on November 1st, we have Asher, which is a platforming RPG where you put on masks and gain new abilities. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. um, did did animation, you know, was animation considered while making this game? It yeah, seems to be lacking. About a ways. young boy's dreams and nightmares too. Mm. Mm. Could be a theme for the month. Well, I mean, I imagine it would be. Yeah. Next. Dreams and nightmares. Uh, next is the Revenge of Johnny Bonacera. The fuck. It's a hilarious adventure game based in a TV cartoonish style. 
Uh, yeah, it is. Certainly. It, I think it's a point and click of sorts by the looks of it. Yep, that's what it is. Um, the next one is called Epic Flail. It's a 2D brawler. Okay. It looks like it takes place in a coliseum. Epic Flail, yes, it probably could have come out a few years ago and been a little funnier. It doesn't look bad, though. Mm -mm. It looks a bit Smash-like. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's sort of a little Smash Brother, like a little knock people into spikes and shit. I, that Minotaur is cool as shit. Yeah, that looks all right. Well, this next game yeah. looks cute. It's called oh. Owlboy. This game has been in development for 10 fucking years. This is probably really? the big, Yeah, this game has actually been in development so long that, you know, people didn't even think it was coming out. It's finally coming out. It's got... I mean, this is a phenomenal-looking platformer, honestly. Mm. It's probably the biggest release easily this, this week, I'd say. I mean, look at it. Just fucking look at it. It's beautiful, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous-looking game. God, uh, so far anyway, a lot of a lot of very positive press behind it. Yeah, looks great. This could be this could be our our next shovel night. It, <gasps> yeah, that's what people are thinking right now. Next, next is called Septic Savages. It's about a dude uh. who sees an alien and then escapes into the sewers in a little sewage submarine. Twin stick roguelike. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Next. Sure. The one after that is called Above VR. Virtual experience that puts you as a stranded astronaut in space, basically. That's what I want. Yeah. I want the you want to be terrified? Floating in space alone. The terror of space. Yep. The terror of space. Next. Next is card called Heart and Soul, but Soul is in like Korea. Korea. Seoul. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's yeah. a it's definitely a visual novel maybe a dating sim i don't know there's two boys in the in the picture <laughs> comedy and romance yes you you move you have a business trip to new york uh and you ask somebody to house sit a, his luxury soul apartment for him basically there's some yes jeweled in it too it looks like is there actual say, gameplay this, what's this final screen right here yeah, that was out yeah. Of nowhere. it's like a bejeweled Huh. But yeah, it's cocktails. Interesting. Okay. Cocktail. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Digimon Masters Online is the last game from November 1st. That's what getting I'm a Digimon about. game on PC. Mm. Oh, yeah. Shit. It's an MMO, apparently. It is. Of some sort. Claiming it has what? a deep. It's a free to play MMO. It... <laughs> Sam. What? It doesn't describe. The trailer's 20 seconds. It didn't describe fucking anything about the game. So I don't know what it involves. There was a pentagram, though, with Devilmon. Ooh, <gasps> Devilmon. A pentagram. Okay. Yeah, Moving on. Great. Next, November 2nd, we have Defense of Greece TD. And uh, the description says, a game of the genre tower defense. Great. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. Next. Uh, next is called Brum. B-U-R-B-R-U-M-M. Brum. Old school mm -hmm. top-down racing game. Brum. As in, wow. you know, the uh, Brum. 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 It's in the sound what a car makes. All right. Is... Uh, brum, brum. All right. Yeah, it looks like it's made in the 80s, it's, which it's is why I don't want to play brum. it now. Brum, brum. 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 lyric in some British rap that I need to know. 
I need to know that entire song called Brum Brum. Oh my God. Brum Brum. Let <laughs> no. me get that. Pum Pum. Oh, please. Will next. I am? Is that you? The next one is called Stop Abode. It. It's a Vive game that's Escape the Room. It looks super cool to me. Sci-fi noir, whatever that means, apparently. You're really trying to get out. Escape the room. Yeah, Sci-fi noir. Yep. <laughs> Next. Next is called Hack Me with an underscore between them. Indeed. Because that's cool and hack, hack me. Hacker hack simulator. Me. Early access. Yep. Well, a game after that is called Darkness Ahead, an adventure game with some horror materials. Great. I love, to, I love the descriptions. It's one of those I can only see one tenth of the screen because of the tiny little flashlight I have games. Yeah, I was going to say, all of these screenshots, you can't really tell what the game looks like because it's They're so dark. What they promised darkness ahead. They yeah. promised darkness ahead. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically, the only thing ahead of them is light and everything else is dark. Ooh. So deep. they fucked up. No, they made you think. Like everything else was lit except your exact. <laughs> fuck that game. Nope. No, that thank would you. be oh, a fucking good what the game. Fuck is this thing? The next one is called Slap the Fly. You will embody a fly, a spider, a bee, or a human. Your mission thus is to survive at or to slap the fly. <laughs> what? what or? So this is a multiplayer game where one person plays the human and the rest of the, the people play annoying insects Jesus. fucking with the human, and you have to try and not get swatted. Okay. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds like a mod for a game, not a real game. No, I'm in. Or I might be talking about a different game. No, I think I'm right, yeah. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah. I don't know if I'll pay for it. <laughs> next. The next one's called King Machine, and I can't entire. It's a... You build machines in it, I guess, but the screenshots don't... It, I don't know. I'm confused looking at the screenshots. You gradually build the tools and structures to restore a factory. Sort of like a puzzle building game by the looks of it. Yeah. You're the king of the machines. Uh, the next one is called Florenzia. I feel like this has been on the list the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, it was that anime MMO. MMO thing. Yeah, it has. Yeah. yeah, obviously just got delayed a week. Next. Mm -hmm. Next is called Shot Forge. Shot Forge. It's free. Shot a sandbox to build the coolest guns in. Think of Pimp My Gun, but in VR. Can I not think of Pimp My Gun? I want to think of Pimp My Gun. I imagine, yeah, pimping your gun is, I have Just, a great- Yeah, fucking, that's literally all you do. Rhinestones everywhere. PimpMyGunLotto.com. Pimp Everyone go sign up. It's my yeah. new website. Uh, I'm sponsored, not the owner. <laughs> of course not. Hey guys, found this new game. Pimp My Gun. <laughs> oh, oh, Pimp My Gun. That will never get old. It will never get old. We'll never, never. let people forget just how much of a scumbag T. Martin and Pro Syndicate are. Next. The next one is called Crispy Chicken. Of course it is. And it's like a isometric shooter. Top down I, twin stick. Someone yeah. has a top hat for some reason. The no. aliens want our last bucket of chicken. Ha 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 ha. That's so wacky. Yay. <laughs> the next what? one's called Whack a Vote. Oh, Jesus. I'll be glad when the election season is over. Whack a vote, hammering the polls. It's a virtual reality game that lets you vote in new and innovative ways with new voting utensils. Hmm. Oh my god. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a whack a mole. And it's basically a bunch of shitty VR mini games to capitalize on the election. Oh, next. Jesus Christ. This next game is called What the Heck, Dude? And it's a game where you're a streamer. 
Okay. I'm trying to walk around and create a fun, interesting stream in a town. Uh, oh my god! Tip, is... Most streamers don't literally... walk around their town. This is literally a game Crendor would watch. <laughs> watching a stream, it'd be this guy's stream. Crendor oh. watch, watches those, that Korean couple every day. That's what I'm saying. That, all is... they do is walk around, they go to get lunch, they just eat it, and he's just there just like, oh. This oh, is dear. this is what he would love. Here's the thing. I know many people who this is their stream. Pokemon Go, when that was a huge thing. Put yeah, on I lasted about a week. Yeah, this is... This. I think if it, if it wasn't such a bollock to try and put together walking around outside and streaming to Twitch at the same time, more people would do it, for sure. It's a good way to get your phone stolen. <laughs> Next. Next is called Another Brick in the Mall. Design a shopping center. Looks a bit... Graphically reminds me a little bit of... Uh, prison Architect. Sort of. Yeah, it's, it's a management game. Early access. Cool. The game after that is called Heroes of Issachar. And it's a city builder FPS hybrid. What? <laughs> what? Everything yeah. you love about building cities, but you have a crossbow in your hand to defend the kingdom you've built. Another early access game. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you, you build the city and then I guess you raise an army and defend it from hordes of stuff. Potentially. Yes, tower Whoa, wolves. Wolves broke down a wall. A horde of wolves and fire beasts. Uh, it was looking good until they got in the FPS part of it. And then it's like, oh God, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it looks like, I mean, it looks like an early access survival game, honestly. Mm. Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's going to need a lot of work. All right. <laughs> The next game is called The Diner Duo. It looks like it's a VR game. It looks like a job simulator, the job simulator cooking section, but mm -hmm. trying to make just a game of that. Yeah, it's a lo local multiplayer. Uh, what, you need two headsets for that? Or how does the local so. multiplayer work? Is one person in a VR and one not? I don't know. But it's the exact yeah. same sort of idea where everybody you're serving is a robot. Yeah, one person is in VR and one isn't. The chef plays VR. The waiter is played on the same computer that the thing is uh, connected to, so the waiter takes the orders and then the VR guy makes them. That's kind of a neat spin mm. on it. Hmm. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, the next one's called Battle Islands Commanders. Huh. This is not the same Battle Islands that I knew of a while ago. This is pretty obviously a mobile port of something. The trailer is literally Battle Islands coming soon and then doesn't show you any gameplay at all, so that's lovely. Uh, yeah, it's a sort of simplified RTS by the looks of it. Next one. This one is called Xanadu Next. Um, it looks like an action RPG. Hmm. Yeah, oh. very, very basic looking one. Hmm. I'm looking through it to actually try and find any information on it. Apparently it's made by some of the people that made East and the Legend of Hero franchise. I do oh. like the East games. Uh. Okay. Yeah, so it's a top uh, isometric-ish RPG. Yeah. Looks cool. The next one is called Citalis. C-I-T-A-L-I-S. It's a fast-paced city-building game, which looks interesting. Sort of, you build up a city from parts quickly and you try and rapidly manage crisis. Sort of like it's a speed puzzle game. 
Actually looks kind of cool. I like the look of it. Uh, the one after that is called City Car Driving. It's literally a car driving simulator in a city. <laughs> Yay. So, okay. that. And then, Meow Zhang. Oh, my God. It's uh -oh. a cat Mahjong, isn't it? Uh -oh. It's Mahjong Solitaire. Mahjong with cats. Ha, ha, ha. Kill me. Next. All right, November 4th, we have so Social Interaction Trainer. <laughs> what? Learn how to conduct yourself in social inter in situations. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> it's like literally pick a thing and she's like, she was creeped out by this. Oh. Uh, right. Great. Shall I can't we, wait. Shall we move on? Uh-huh, please. Meta Racer 4 is the next game. Yeah, um, it's a motorcycle racing Motorcycle game. game. Yep. Game after that is called Kokurase, episode one. Probably a visual novel, I would assume. Uh, it's an RPG Maker game is what that is. Mm. Yep. Episodic RPG Maker games. Yay. Needed that. Uh, the next one is called Dungeon Rats. It Dungeon Rats. turn-based combat game. Uh... Yeah, turn-based, party-based RPG in the uh, world of Age of Decadence, which was a RPG that came out like one or two years ago. It was pretty good. Squad-level tactics combat. Hmm. Looks like it might have some legs, actually. Yeah, mostly based on the fighting aspect of that game. Um, the next one is book series, Alice in Wonderland. I have a feeling that's probably not a game, is it? It looks like a visual novel. Yeah, it's a visual novel. based Anime Alice in Wonderland, because we needed that. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, it's Alice in Wonderland, but just like in, in anime style. And then I got to the Mad Hatter and the Dormouse, and the Dormouse is literally just an anime girl with that's, mouse ears. Yeah, that's, like, that right, is literally what it there is. There we go. Uh, Football Manager 2017. Yeah, big yeah. deal in the UK. Sells mm -hmm. millions of copies. My brother's in it. Aw. What, what is he? He's a, what do you mean, what is he? He's a player. You can buy him, and he plays for you, and he gets better. The bay's got shit stats. Everybody, no, go go buy George stats. Thorne. He's got good stats. Yeah. He's um last you asked last year and the year before he was one of the star players kids. So you'd buy them, and then like you basically like get four or five seasons in, and they become incredible. Just saying. Infinite oh, warfare. Infinite warfare. Call is of that, Duty. Yeah. It's coming out on November the fourth, which is a Friday, which is unusual. Like we've actually seen quite a few big releases come out on Friday. As opposed to Tuesday, and uh, mm. in, in England that's pretty usual. Like Friday's the release day over there, but Tuesday's been the release day over in America for a long time. So it's an interesting change of pace for that. I assume the Call of Duty Four Remastered comes out the same time as that. It's not available for individual sale. It, yeah. So if you want that, you're gonna have to buy the whole big package. Mm -hmm. Enjoy that. It's pretty smart because that's actually better than the game. <laughs> as far, well, we don't know that yet, but we we'll don't see. know that. I'm telling you. That's what everyone's saying. I, Next. I know that. Next is Intralism. Sorry, what? Intralism. Intral? I-N-T-R-A-L-I-S-M. Intralism. Trolls. Sort of minimalist music matching puzzle thing is what that is. Yo, if that was in VR, that'd be 
fast and hard arcade. Don't worry, the the next game is in VR. The next one is called God of Arrows VR. It's a tower defense. I've been wanting. Do you think you fire arrows? Yeah. yeah, you fire arrows at things and defend a tower. Oh, VR is like amazing. The yeah. other 27 VR games where you uh -huh. fire arrows. Yeah, next. <clears throat> Last next couple. Called, yeah, November nah. 5th, Memories Dogma Code 01. It's a visual novel, is what it is. And after that, the Stargazers. The Stargazers. Oh, shit. I'm totally going to play this game. This oh, is going to be so not safe for work. <laughs> is it also a visual novel? Yes, it is. Uh, that <clears throat> one's going to be great. And then after that, uh, Across is the final game. Indeed. Room scale VR game cross the room is all you do. And there's lightsabers in it for no reason. Perfect. Well, that's a whole lot of tap for the most part. As usual, on a weekly fucking basis. <laughs> mm -hmm. You should start only doing this monthly. Uh, I'm getting to the special. point of thinking, yes. It's, <laughs> uh, it's just depressing, honestly. It's like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> Every now and then we stumble onto one, though, and we're like, oh, none of us heard of this, and it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, every now and again. Otherwise, I never would have known Shenzhen IO existed. It's like getting punched in the face 19 times a week, but one time every couple of weeks. One of them was like, actually a smooch. No, one of them just gives you like a flower. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Lovely. I, I think that's beautiful. Cause then after 99 more, you have two flowers and eventually a whole bouquet. Yeah. Oh. Of dead flowers. <laughs> beautiful sentiment. Mm. Mm. I am poetic. Well, that's about it, isn't it? We're yep. done. We did it. We did it. We got there. Yay! Next week's show will be probably live from Cox Towers, I believe. Woo! And it will also be on Monday. Did you just call this place Cox Towers? He He's always does. I've given, up. I've given up trying to correct him. Actual fuck. <laughs> I'll never correct him. Fuckery is this? <laughs> huh? I worked Cox hard towers. to build these towers. <laughs> these, two, these two golden monuments... To my balls. That's where that's where you're in. You yep. are in my balls. That's what these this is symbolism. Here's the thing. If we're a tower, I'm the penthouse. You're on the ground floor. That is true. With the people. With the with the with the with the common man. I'm Kingpin. Like you. I'm the common like man? You. <laughs> what? That's you are. Right. Yes, that's you right. are. You are the common man. What? Jesse needs to understand his workforce. You are the common man, and I. I'm the common man. <laughs> I'm the uh. common man. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. This guy. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I think we're done, folks. You know what's above her, Sam? Yeah. You're actually, that's another Sam camera. That's. Mm -hmm. That's my foot cam. We're pretty much all heading to BlizzCon, folks. We're yeah, gone, yeah. like, pretty much for the rest of the week, so I'll be casting StarCraft there. As for what those fuckers oh. are doing, I have no idea. Fucking uh, nothing. Nothing. Getting nothing. In playing video games. Yes. Oh, I have one interview. Get ready. I managed to score one interview. Is all I wanted with Diablo. Guys, I'm telling you something's happening. I don't fucking know what. Diablo 4. Diablo's going to be it this year. So I was like, I don't even want to talk to anyone else. I just want... 
Ed's Goblin interview, and everyone looks at me like I was crazy. I'm getting this. I'm gonna get the scoop. I'm gonna get the scoop. <laughs> yeah. So, BlizzCon, woo! BlizzCon, woo! Indeed. Yeah. All right, folks. We're done. Thank you very much for watching the Corruptional Podcast. We're buggering off. Goodbye. <laughs>